So, uh, vegetable. Uh, major Christmas uh, connoisseur. And chick flick aficionado. Todd Bodine. If you could describe this dinner with racers in one word, what would it be? Ridiculously haphazard. That that's two words. That's it, like at that's least that's at least, words. that's at least three words. I can't words. use one word. <laughs> Why? Because because I'm a very complicated person. Okay. All right. Yeah, complicated could be a word. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's use that one. This is a complicated mess we got going on. There we go. How about awesome. mess? Are you done? The show's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder radio Welcome to Dinner with Racers. Dinner with Racers! I'm Ryan Eversley. Oh, that's not loud enough. No, that is not loud at all. Do this I thought you knew what you were doing. How are you, you going to be producer, Sean, with that kind of terrible sound effects? I'm just not a good producer. I accept that. <laughs> so if we sound a little uh, over at all, well, it's because it's uh, week four of an 8,000-mile journey that took us across 20 states, all to deliver you 12 free meals. So we drove over to Mooresville, North Carolina, had dinner with Bobby Allison, and then the next day... We got to have dinner with Todd Bodine. Todd Bodine. The Onion. The Onion. Now, the reason we chose Todd is we do a lot of focus, of course, on NASCAR and the and the top-level stuff. And Todd and the Bodine family is a, sort of a great family legacy that's been through a bunch of different disciplines. But we are both massive NASCAR Truck Series fans. That's right. And uh, we figured no one could represent the Truck Series better than the onion himself. Exactly. And Todd's been like a journeyman of the NASCAR series. His brothers are obviously quite famous as well for their stock car racing history. And we actually got a hold of Todd Bodine through Justin Marks a couple months ago, and we were trying to get a hold of none other than Larry Gunselman. The goose, as we found out. So literally, we established a relationship with Todd Bodine two months ago because we called him and said, hey, we're from dinner with racers. He's like, oh, yeah, I've heard of you. And it instantly felt bad. Right. Because we're like, cool. Do you have Larry Gunselman's phone number? Can we, can we talk to Larry? Exactly. And, uh, and a relationship was formed. So Todd is buddies with Jerry Kaufman, who also races in the Continental Tire Series. He and I have raced against each other for a couple of years now. And so Todd knew who we were because of Jerry. And uh, we knew Todd's number because of Justin Marks trying to get Larry Gunselman's number. You guys follow that? So there you go. <laughs> so that's kind of how the show works. So uh, for those of you who don't really know uh, a whole lot about Todd Bodine, um, here's, here's the basic stuff you need to know. He's part of the Bodine family, which would include their oldest brother, Jeff, and middle brother, Brett, uh, fameless kind of family legacy. No, not not too dissimilar from say the Allisons or the Earnharts or the Petties. Right. Uh, and uh, Todd, being the youngest, uh, did a lot of jobs in NASCAR. Not just a driver. Uh, eventually, he would go on to a career in the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series. Uh, had some good results here and there, yeah, uh, yeah. but it wasn't really until sort of later in his career that he found his ultimate success in the NASCAR Truck Series. Uh, once he got established with Germain Racing and, and really sort of developed a healthy relationship with Toyota, Todd would go on to win a ton of races and eventually two championships. So we went over to Caruso's in Mooresville, North Carolina, which is uh, apparently a restaurant that he frequents so often. He ate there the night before and knew the specials before the waiter told us. And uh, I had the spaghetti bolognese, which his lovely wife Janet recommended. And I had the stuffed chicken uh, sandwich. Mm -hmm. uh, You're so full of s***. 
You didn't? No, I'm full of chicken. Sandwiches. Sandwiches. Right. And it provided for a great celebration on National Canine Lymphoma Day. Which, again, you got to celebrate it every year. Absolutely. It's my thing. Right. So some of the things you're going to hear about. Uh, keg stands with Kyle Busch. And uh, Todd's take on NASCAR budgets. And you'll absolutely get the full details on how we forged our Todd Bodine relationship. That's right. So, again, as we say in every episode, this could not be done without this beautiful white Acura oh, white. MDX, which apparently Janet Bodine has a problem with. Yeah, she didn't like my white MDX. We don't know. Why. She liked like, the MDX part of it. She was yeah, fine with that. Yeah, but she's but like, she, you have a white car? I'm going to keep making fun of you. And we yeah. were very confused. I was like, okay, this. I'm going to get a black one next. Is that all right? Hey, look at all those deer. Holy crap. There's like 12 of them. Oh. Yeah, that yeah, was no awesome. Joke. Okay. Right. So anyways. Otherwise, by the way, Dana Bodine is lovely. Yeah. No, we loved her. She, she kept hitting me the whole time. She's yeah. hitting me after every joke. So uh, once again, thanks to Acura. And uh, uh, who who is it that funds this thing? Uh, that's a Continental Tire. That's right. Yeah. So go buy those and what? tweet about it. What? Go buy what? Continental Tires. Mm. Continental Tires. Boom. Sold. For what you do. And of course, one final thank you to Mr. The Smoke, Tony Stewart for driving us across the country. Nope. No, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, fair. Sure. Todd Bodine. <laughs> Jesus, man. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. There he is. There we go. There's the low. <laughs> How's it going? What's up, man? I'm Ryan. Hey. How you doing? Hey, Sean. Sean. Nice to meet you, man. How are you? So we were kind of uh, hoping, so I guess, to set the stage with you and us is that we have a little bit of an inside joke with Larry Gunselman. <laughs> and okay. uh, you probably don't know that. No. And so we saw on your Twitter, like... It's like in August or yeah, July. Yeah, earlier this year, that you guys were fishing or on a boat or something together. You're like at his house on a lake or something like that. No, that was Hornet Day. No, huh. it was... Okay, you were doing something with Gunselman for sure. Um, or he was somehow Gunselman was attached to something he posted on Twitter. And we're like, oh, they know each other. He's clearly friends with Larry Gunselman. Yeah, I, pr I, prob I probably did post or say something yeah. after I found out about him in Hornaday. I don't remember. Okay. Okay. So yeah. we saw that you guys knew each other. Mm -hmm. So then we reached out to Justin, I think. Yeah. So we reached out. So it's basically, we were we in August went down to Florida to, to do grab a couple of folks. Yeah. And we knew that Larry sometimes lives in the Keys. And so we're like, well, let's call Larry Gunsman because he's been a, a big part of our show in previous conversations. So then we saw you posted about him. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he and Justin drove together at Jermaine. Let's get Todd yeah. Bodine's number to get Gunselman's number. Yeah. And so we get you on the phone, and you're like, oh, a buddy of mine, Jerry, who's sitting here with us. Like, yeah, he knows your show. Yeah. Um, here's but, his number. Yeah, but it was it, <laughs> the, the funny thing is, like, we have no relationship with you. And so I'm like, hey, man, I'm calling from dinner with racers. And, and you could be like, oh, yeah, I've heard of you guys. Cool. I need Larry Gunselman's number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, moving on. <laughs> Well, he, he's affectionately known. Oh, oh I lost yeah, it. There you go. Go on. He's affectionately known as Goose. Oh man. <laughs> so, Top Gun Two is coming out. But, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, Larry. I'm not sure how it all came about, but Larry was hanging around my brother's race team, so I got to meet him there. But then he also was friends with the guy that was crew chief on Brett's car. Okay. Which ended up being. The guy that crew chiefed me when I started in trucks and then was our general manager. So I've known Larry for a lot of years. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when he had his own team, I did starting parks. Okay. Ah, okay. I hated doing Sure, it. sure. <laughs> but he was paying good, so yeah, I right. did it. And 
so we raced a little bit together mm -hmm. and you know starting parts you don't have a lot of money sure right you yeah. know so he's everything's getting tires from this guy and yeah. tires from that guy yeah. and we run you know 20 laps and park and yeah yeah so but he's a good guy hard worker hard worker well, and, and he what, finally got smart and just said he's had enough yeah you know? so because we're, we're still very confused what is he we're not. Gonna, I, we're going to talk about Larry Gunsman for the next two no, hours. I know, so, I know. That's, that's all we're going to do. Is <laughs> well, as long as we got uh, wine, we can talk all night. <laughs> oh, all right, keep all right coming. good. Let's yeah. keep going. But like, so he he works with. <laughs> what does he do? He is a mechanic for <laughs> right now. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think and that's what he actually did before sure. racing. How sure. does that pay for racing? It doesn't anymore. Oh, he doesn't okay. race at all. Anymore. Okay. Okay. No. Copy. But he makes really good money. Yeah. Doing it. More power to him. Would yeah. he understand a season-long joke on a podcast and his? Kind of in his favor or yeah. not? Yeah, he'd be oh, into yeah. it. Yeah. So Dorsey Schrader is a buddy of ours. We talked to him and we told him we, we were like, "Hey, we have this this Dor uh, Gunselman joke." And he's like, "Larry?" And we're like, "Oh, you know?" Him? He's like, "Hell yeah, I know him. I go fishing with him in the Keys." And we're like, "Oh." So he explained the whole thing to. Him. He's like, "Oh, he'd love that." Like, okay. See, I didn't know okay. Larry went to the Keys. I'm gonna have to jump. Yeah, in I guess his... he's got a house down there. Yeah, let or yeah. He, yeah, he's, he's doing well then. Yeah, yeah he's doing yeah, fine. He's doing just fine. Doing fine. So, yeah. <laughs> so the other thing, uh, and this, I don't know how you're gonna be able to defend this one, but. You want to do the honors? Yeah. So I have a lot of respect for you as a driver. And the entire Bodine family is obviously a legacy within NASCAR. And you've won championships. You've done a lot of good stuff. So we, you're the other one. There was one other guy I met that had respect. So you've got to be I, the no, other yeah, there's, the well, other guy. there's two. It, I knew that I had two of them. Well, you did have One and a half. Um, <laughs> then um, I would like to uh, submit evidence A, uh, which was a uh, Kansas Truck Race 2012? Yeah, I think it was 2012. Kansas 2012. You qualified like top 10. Fine. Pole was Tim George Jr. Mm -hmm. Defend uh, yourself. Defend yourself, please. Don't remember. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> so That's the first thing you're going to find out is I don't remember a lot. Okay. okay. I've had a lot of crashes. Is it convenient? And it's actually getting, no, it's okay. actually okay. getting worse. It's real memory loss. It's really memory oh, loss. Okay. Yeah. All right. So not something to make fun of. As Janet rolls her eyes. I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. You shouldn't. Yeah. That's, what that's a painful memory. Somehow Tim you George. You remind me. I'll probably remember. Somehow Tim George Jr. got the pole. You should have been on pole if Tim George Jr. got the pole. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> I, I know where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> let's let's just say that uh, I think he was driving for Doug George at the time, right? I think Childress. Yeah. I would have thought RCR. Well, hell. hell RCR is good stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. Truck yeah. Clearly. But yeah. you can't. Trucks, when you have one that drives good, yeah, right. You guys could hold it wide open and run around there and get the pole. Even me, yeah, cool. even you, yeah. You yeah. Know, it's, yeah. It's, that's, it's not easy because it takes some gojones to do it. Sure. sure. But if it's driving good and it's not out of control right. and it's free, it, it's not a problem. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So that's your defense. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. We <laughs> accept it. We're not huge fans of his. <laughs> Do you remember There's Tim George? There's not a lot of people that yeah, are. Yeah, no. Fair. <laughs> so. And he's getting back into racing. So, Really? Yeah, he's going to race Lamborghinis or something. He's trying to get oh back into sports. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God yeah. bless you guys. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, we know the Tim George reputation within sports car. What was the how, – how did the, the boys of NASCAR receive Tim? Um, little out of control. Uh, off pretty, the track. Off the track. Yeah. Pretty much the playboy – Likes to have, likes to have fun, but I've never had issues with them. Sure, so. sure, sure. Yeah. An anonymous source named Justin Marks, who we will not name, yep, said that you have uh, you're pretty outspoken on or opinionated on the new generation of NASCAR kids. 
Me and Justin just had this conversation last couple weeks ago. Right. You yeah. guys eye to eye on that? Because Justin's 36, I think. Yeah, he's not a kid anymore. Well, but he's not exactly, you know, old. Yeah, but but I'm going to tell you, Justin is a very mature 36. Absolutely. Un- unbelievably smart yeah. guy. Incredible. I have so much respect for him. Um, yeah. No, we, we kind of thought about the same. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's just a different world, mm-hmm. you know, and, and these kids don't understand <laughs> – Exactly. The first thing that really bothers me is they don't understand the history of our sport. Yeah, They don't know the history of our sport. Yeah. I mean, I bet you ask 20 of these kids, and maybe one will know my brother. Yeah. You know, Jeff did a lot for the sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, he brought a lot to it. He did a lot in it. You know, he's part of the history of this. Right. And these kids, they have no idea. And, and I even find it a little bit today when I go to these tracks, and I, you know, as, a, as an analyst now, talking to these kids and a lot of them kind of look at me like i got two heads like you know why should i tell you this stuff you right. know it's just it's a different mentality these kids have and it's generational and that's that's actually part of what's wrong with our sport right now it's generational and, and this the last two generations could give a damn about cars yeah. they could they don't want to sit out in in 90 degree heat for four and a half hours and watch a bunch of guys going in circles. Right. I don't want to do it. Right. You know, and we're having issues with it. Well, on that, I mean, obviously, especially coming from the truck side, uh, you know, you come from an era where NASCAR was so popular that sponsorship was a lot more common than it is today. And so that, therefore, brings in a lot of guys who are maybe funding their way through the sport mm-hmm. uh, more so than there was. Do you think that's part of it? Is that maybe you've got guys it is. that are yeah. It is. And, and uh, there's a lot of kids whose fathers are wealthy who bring them into this sport starting in go-karts. You know, they want their kid to be a go-kart racer, so they bring them in and they start them and they they fund them all the way through. Well, nine out of ten of these kids are um, basically spoiled Mm -hmm. to where they don't appreciate and understand the opportunities that they're given. And we've got a couple right now that just – off the racetrack, they're out of control mm-hmm. because they just don't understand the position they're in. Right. Um, and then you look at a kid like Christopher Bell. Yeah. He didn't have a rich daddy. He had people put him in stuff because he was good. And, and you see his attitude. And you see how good he thinks and and how well he prepares for races sure. and, and how well he's done with the media. And you sit and talk to him like this. What a great kid. We were talking about this the other day because I guess he and Cindric got into it. I mean, it's what's today's date? The 7th, November 7th. But we were watching the truck race from Texas the other night on our drive across the country. And uh, I think he and – or was that Xfinity? Xfinity. Xfinity, yeah. yeah. And uh, he and Austin Cindric got into it. And from our vantage point, it looked a little bit like Austin kind of came the track a little. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't even seen the replay yet. And he's like, I think I might have crowded him. I probably didn't give him enough room. And he was very much taking the blame for the incident. We both thought, man, that's pretty uh, – that's pretty stand unlike up. most young guys. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's got to stand up because yeah. he's like, maybe it was my fault, but he didn't go right to guns blazing and not my fault and you know entitled to something. We were both kind of like, oh, well, that's probably why he's the kid he is. Yeah, you know, that, that's because right here he's a good person. Right, yeah. and then that this shows. Yeah. 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 All right, so most of our fan base is more towards road racing, sports car, IndyCar, that kind of thing. Um, being NASCAR fans, we know all, all about the Bodine family, but for, for somebody who doesn't know sort of the heritage of you guys, let's let's go back to a little bit of career installed. So you guys grew up in the 60s in upstate New York. Um, how rare was that in sort of the NASCAR community to be a couple of New York guys, or three? Well, it, back, I mean, it's, we kind of got a 
tell the whole story. Yeah. So, okay, so, yeah. And, and you guys you probably don't realize all this because you didn't get deep into the bios, but right. so my father owned a racetrack yeah. for Shimon. 25 years in Shimon. Yeah. So uh, w- he had two brothers. You want me to just give you the story? Yeah. No, not no. really. Can we skip <laughs> okay. ahead? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so in 94, <laughs> you want me to skip ahead? Uh, so dad had family of 10. He had two brothers. One was a driver and one was a mechanic. Okay. Okay. Well, the driver was fantastic. Everybody tells me that if, if he could have got down the road and gotten the south, he could have been racing with, with Lee Petty and those guys. He was that good. Yeah. And the other guy was a mechanic, Uncle Maynard. He built motors and built the cars. Well, here comes Jeff, young kid, raced Mike Rods at the racetrack. was a little kid. started at five. Well, Jeff being your older brother. Older brother, yeah. Jeff, yeah. And so the, the driver taught him how to drive, and the mechanic taught him how to be a mechanic. So now Jeff starts racing. He gets what basically then is a street stock sure. and starts racing at the racetrack, my dad's track, which was dirt. And interesting side note, the first year Jeff raced, uh, my uncle, the mechanic, took care of the car, you know, helped him take care yeah. of it with the motor and everything. And Jeff won the championship that year, first year of racing. And my uncle never gave him full throttle. Huh. Oh, wow. He made him learn how to drive right. without horsepower and figure out how to make it go faster to corners mm-hmm. to win. And yeah. he did. Dads, take note. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Yeah. So now Jeff's racing, and here comes Brett. You know, Brett's uh, 10 years younger than Jeff, and Jeff's racing modifieds, and Brett starts helping Jeff, uh-huh. working on the car in the garage right. and going to the races yeah. and learns how to be a racer. Mm-hmm. So Brett gets the street stock, starts racing at Dad's track, now I'm coming along. I'm I'm 11 years old at this point, and I could have give a damn about racing. Really? Wow. Couldn't huh. care less. Okay. Well, think about it now. Every Saturday I was going to yeah. the racetrack, whether yeah. you liked it or not, and it didn't. It was no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care about them. I was in the concession stand with my buddies getting hot dogs and in the right. candy yeah. stand, and we're running around. I didn't yeah. even watch the races. Right. right. So I started. You know, Brett had a car out in the garage beside the house, and every night him and his buddies would be out there working on it. And I started hanging out in the garage, sweeping the floors or wiping the car off or riding a bike around, just hanging out. And Brett decided he was going to go to another racetrack in New York, Perry, New York. Okay. First time he was ever going to go to this racetrack. And he asked me, he said, you want to go? Well, now, I'm 11 years old. I... I yeah. I can't get in the garage here or the pit area, yeah. right? So yeah. I had to sneak in in the back of the hauler, and I had to hide from everybody. And I worked on the car a little bit, just wiping it down. Should we? Yeah, as I say. So we have to do an obligatory stop. Once again, kids, Yeah. pro race car driver started by conning his way in. Lie your way in. Scam. <laughs> Scamming. <laughs> Scamming. It's yeah. like it's the most common 95% thing. of our guests <laughs> yeah. all have stories about how they lied. Yeah. So go on. So never been to this racetrack before, and he goes out and he wins the race. First time there. Now, I'm there as a crew member, yeah. okay? First time I've Big ever time. been yeah. in the pit area yeah. as a crew member, as part of this group. We got to go out and racetrack, you know, celebrate and the trophy yeah, and the right. yeah. checkered flag and all the pictures. And they're like, man, this sh- is cool. Yeah. Right, now, right, I, right. now I understand. Right, right. This is why they do this. Right. From that moment on, it was a different world for me. Okay. okay. It was about race cars and wanting to be in the team and racing and, and – uh, so we ended up, Dad sold the track. We moved to Massachusetts where Jeff was racing modifieds. And uh, the, the guy that owned the car, his son started racing late models. Yeah. Okay. And this and is like late 70s? Uh, this is uh, 1978. Yeah. yeah. 79. 
Actually, this was 79. And the kid, of course, he was his dad was wealthy, owned a jewelry factory. Oh, wow. So he didn't, he didn't care about working on cars. He what just, do you mean? He just wanted to go to racetrack and race it. Right. He was, he was a predecessor to all these kids we got today. Right, right. <laughs> so the guy that actually was the mechanic at the shop, he would come pick me up from school when I would get out of school and take me over to the race shop so I could work all afternoon on the race car with him. And that was the first time that I was, I consider myself a real racer. Mm-hmm. And uh, my buddy did pretty good. We went out and I was on a team and I had, I had to move back to Virginia. We all moved to Virginia, but I went up there for the summer and I went up the first week and set the car up and, and went out as a first time as a crew chief and he won the race. Which was really cool. Yeah. So then I so like I said, we moved to Virginia, and I went racing with Jeff. Yeah. Jeff was down here racing for Emmanuel Cervakis. I don't know if you ever heard of Emmanuel. No. He was uh, he was an old racer himself, but he had started stock car products, which was a, a, a parts company, a parts warehouse. Okay. Most most guys in the business at that time bought their stuff from on rear ends and spindles right, and right. whatever it took to put your car together. Jeff went to work driving for Emmanuel, and I went that summer and raced with Jeff all over the south okay um, that was my first time traveling racing mm-hmm. yeah. now I'm, I'm like done yeah I didn't care about college I didn't care about school yeah I did just enough work in high school to pass yeah yeah you know that kind of deal <laughs> we do the same thing <laughs> <laughs> so you know I do that and I graduate high school in Virginia and I moved back to Connecticut and that's where Brett was racing modified okay. okay. and I was at the time. I was changing tires on Brett's car. Okay. Go, they'd fly me up there to big races and stuff for changing tires. And at this point, Big Brother Jeff is he already doing the, the he's national just, scene? He's just starting to get to the big time. Now. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So now they're recognizing your last names. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, they, they they really did anyway because okay. Jeff had done so well yeah. in modifieds mm-hmm. and, okay. and then back down here in the Sportsman series, which is now the Xfinity series. Right. Okay. Back yes. then it was called Sportsman. Yeah. Uh, Jeff had done so well that they anybody in racing pretty much knew. Who yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, so I moved up there with Brett to Connecticut. Went to work in the in the factory that owned his car. The people that owned his car it was a paper cup factory. Oh. We oh, made okay. paper cups, okay. and I, I worked as an, in the maintenance department. And because I was a fabricator, I'd built cars and stuff with Jeff and modified a little bit. But I was a fabricator, and for paper would, cups. No. Well. Okay. It, these are big machines that, right. you know, in OSHA is a pain in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> and you still have all your fingers, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well yeah. see, I didn't work. I didn't run the machines. Yeah, I yeah. actually built the guards to make uh, the machines okay. safe okay, to keep yeah. OSHA happy. Oh, that okay. was my job. Right. It was a pain in the ass, but kept you employed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was in the maintenance department doing that. But the best part about that job is... When I wasn't building guards for the machine, they had me over working on the race cars. Right. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. So yeah. that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah. I was still changing tires. Well, uh, my first winter up there, um, long story short, I ended up getting a race car from a guy. Okay. An old one. Like, it was 15 years old. Sure. It was yeah. a piece of junk. And uh, Brett's owners let me build my first race car in his shop. Okay. My first modified. And I built it out of my pocket. Uh, built the whole thing from scratch. And it was really a nice car. It came out good. Of course, I went broke. Yeah, right. Weird. Money, you know, yeah, weird. Working, you know, twelve-hour days there to shut the factory, and then over on the race car, I had no money. So yeah. uh, we ended up, we blew the motor up. Another two guys built the motor, bought the motor for me. We blew it up in two weeks at the racetrack. Okay. It was a terrible motor. Well, another friend of mine, whose father actually owned race cars that were very famous in New England, uh, he said, "Hey, let me call my dad up." 
This is at the racetrack, Friday night, Stafford Springs Motor Speedway. He says, let me call my dad. So calls his dad. He says, all right, we're going to go to my house, which was over south of Boston. Sure. And he's, what are we doing? He said, look, dad has a dump truck that he just rebuilt a motor in. He said, we can take the motor out of the dump truck, and we'll put it in a race car, <laughs> and we'll, we'll race Seekonk tomorrow night. I said, you were crazy. You've hit your head. We were. He said, no, we can get this done. Yeah. So we loaded it up. We hauled Bud over there, worked all night. We took the motor out of the dump truck. <laughs> we called up another guy who was a motor guy, Okay. Smiley Waterman. He Smiley went and got a cam. He got course, some lifters. Yeah. And, you know, so they pulled the cam out, and they changed the lifters. We're pulling the motor out of the race car. This is all night long. Yeah. yeah. We got, like, Six, seven people there work. The sure. guys come over right. working. And everyone's making a lot of money doing this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Got it. So we get this thing done in the car, get it running about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and the front main seal's leaking. Okay. My buddy's dad was a plumber by trade. Like, his name was Connie, Conrad LaJoy. Connie LaJoy. Like, Connie, how the hell are we going to stop this leak so we can go to the racetrack? He said, I got a handle. He's a plumber now. Okay. Okay. He said, I got some clamps. What do you mean you got clamps? I got some clamps. He goes over. Now, have you ever worked on a sink in a house yeah. and seen the little clamps that hold the sink to the counter? Jesus. Connie takes these little <laughs> clamps and screws them together and takes about six of them and clamps it on the front main seal in the oil pan. First, before he does it, he puts silicone all yeah, over right. smears it all yeah, over. Then he takes right. these clamps and he clamps it all down. He said, now let's wait about 15 minutes. Waited 15 minutes. The silicone to set up. He said, all right, start it up. Fix the leak. There you go. We threw this thing on yeah, the yeah. scales. Dump truck engine. We're yep, going. Dump yep. truck engine. Yep. Threw it on the scales. Good. Up on the trailer and hauled butt to Seekonk. We got there just in time. Unload it and go out for practice. There we are. <laughs> yeah. There you A go. A little big dump truck racing. motor against these built race <laughs> big motors. Big time auto racing right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time I've ever been at the track. Now, I've watched Jeff race there, but yeah, I right. never raced there. Yeah. Right. Seekonk's an oval. It's like the top of this wine glass. Okay. It's an oval. You yeah, just right. go in a circle. And this is a 307 against 358s and 360s. You know, it's a big difference. <laughs> and so, it came out of a dump truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it came out of a dump truck. So we go out and we race this motor for 13 weeks. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Now, this, yeah. is the, this is absolutely the best time I've ever had racing. So cool. we had this dump truck motor. We raced it for 13 weeks. Yeah. Same set of tires for 13 weeks. These things, you, as hard as this yeah. table, you couldn't yeah, wear them out. Right. Right. And the money, we would finish, we would start up front, like first or second, because it's handicapped by points okay. up there. And by the time the, the leaders would get up, the fast guys would get up there, they'd have to get around me. We'd finish third to fifth okay. every week. Okay. The money that we made w racing that race car, it paid for the fuel to get the hauler to the racetrack, yeah. paid for maintenance of the race car, oil changes basically. Right, right. Um, paid for everybody to get in, because I paid all the pit crews way in. Right. And it paid for the beer for the party after the absolutely. race, which was mandatory. Right. Which was mandatory. That's how you pay these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute yeah, right. line yeah. item. Yeah. Yeah. And that was absolutely the best time I've ever had racing in my it. life. I believe yeah. it. So my critical question, Dad actually was okay with this, or this is just what your brother told you? Uh, well, Mom and Dad pretty much knew it was foregone conclusion okay. at, at 11 years old that this was going right. to happen. No, I was, oh, I was more waiting the for the dump truck engine, like that they didn't realize you were doing it, but they actually were on board with Oh, this. no, yeah. Okay. My buddy's dad, oh, yeah, he I was, was waiting for the punchline. Yeah, okay. he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was right there with us. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. okay. they were, were racers. Yeah, you know? right. Like I said, his, his dad, he owned a car that raced at Seekonk that yeah. won like seven or eight championships mm -hmm. with one of the best modified drivers ever, right. Georgia yeah. Summers. 
so he was all on board with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it was all cool. Okay. I just yeah. had this vision of him flipping up the hood. Yeah. You, you said it a couple times now. The reason our show is called Dinner with Racers, and a lot of times is mistaken as Dinner with Drivers, which it's not, um, is because in stock car racing, you guys refer to a racer as somebody that's just in it. And it doesn't really matter from what level, as yeah. long as they're in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you know PR people in your sport that are racers, mm-hmm. that are actual, Absolutely. like, diehard people. Mm-hmm. Same with, like, on-air personalities, mechanics, obviously engineers and drivers. And that's something that we don't hear enough on our side that you guys always say, like, no, they're a real racer. That person's a real racer. Mm-hmm. They're really in it. And you said his dad was a racer because yeah. he wanted to give you the dump truck engine. He's like, that'll work. That can make it happen. Yeah. And that's that racer mentality. And that's kind of what our name comes from. In that regard. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Very true. So you go from dump trucks for 13 weeks straight. So I, 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 I hacked around the wing one a little bit, yeah. you know, racing some modified, some, some pro fours, and didn't have a lot of money, didn't have a lot of success. And I was actually racing a modified for a guy at Stafford Springs, and it was a 100-lapper, and I blew a left rear going in the three and hit driver's side, hit my knee on the roll cage, and it blew up like a balloon <laughs> and junked the car. The guy had no money, and I, I was actually – for that car, it's a funny story, for that car, because he had no money, I was going to the tire truck, and the takeoffs that everybody had, I'd go back to the takeoff right. pile, and I'd look through all the ones with the best tread on them, yeah. <laughs> the most meat on them, yeah. and I'd mount them up, and that's what we would race. Right. That's yeah, awesome. that's how little money we yeah. had. Yeah. 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 Right. So I wrecked this guy's car, junked it. He said, look, man, I, I can't fix this car. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I can't afford it. Yeah. At this point, I'd already sold my car. It was This is a couple years later. Yeah. And I said, you know what? That's a, that's a damn good thing because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to North Carolina. At this time, Brett had already moved south. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeff was already driving for Rick Hendrick. In fact, Brett was working for Rick Hendrick at right. the time. Okay. And said so they were after me about coming south, moving yeah. south. Just yeah. forget about driving. They wanted me to come work on cars. Yeah. I said, that's a good. I said, I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. So I had a, a little blue Chevette and... I loaded everything I had in it, including the waterbed. That's all Good. I my clothes and my waterbed. <laughs> That's all Good. I had. Good. You sold and the waterbed? Sold the waterbed. I sold the race car too. <laughs> my other yeah, it's laughing. <laughs> yeah, this stuff's long gone. Yeah. <laughs> so I moved south and uh, I built a I bought a mobile home across the street from Charlotte Motor Speedway. And I went to work for Rick Hendrick and Robert G, who Robert was the owner co owner with Rick on the sportsman cars. Okay. Grand National Cars yeah. now at this time, which is Xfinity. Mm-hmm. Brett was working for him full time. Jeff was driving the cup car, and I went to work on the, the cars and uh, ended up working there for quite a, quite a while on those cars. And then I went to work from there. I went to Tiger Tom Pistones. Yeah. I think anybody that's worth their salt in this sport has yeah. to work for Tiger at one sure. point or another. Great Why guy. I love Tiger. Because he. It's just, just an experience. A, just yeah. the, you okay. know, He's I, a racer. Don't yeah. say what you're going to say. I'm not going to say who I'm going to say, but you know what I'm thinking. Yeah. We have a sports car equivalent, but go on. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> Uh, the, worked for Tiger for a while, built dump cans, and I, I probably made 200 dump cans in my life. Right. And uh, built some dirt cars, did some yeah. bodies on dirt cars. Yeah, real quick, a dump can is the fuel the fuel jug. Yep. Yeah. In sports cars, we use a fuel rig, yeah. so half our fans might be questioning what a dump, what a dump can, can is. Yeah, yeah, dump exactly. can. It's an 11-can aluminum can that right. holds fuel. That's the guy that puts it up on his shoulder and plugs yeah. it in the and car. And you said you made it. I made them. You yeah. didn't just go down and buy one at the, at no, the store? No, parts trailer. Yeah, I used to make them so Tiger could sell them at the store. Right. Because huh, Tiger exactly. had a parts warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And from there, I went to Buck Baker Driving School. Oh, wow. oh okay. Cool. okay. Yeah. yeah. So this now this whole time, I'm a fabricator. I'm building race cars. I'm building right. bodies. I'm right. building every, I know everything about them. I'm putting the suspension everything. I'm learning. Yep. And I went to work for Buck Baker. And from there, 
Um, you went to Buck Baker as like an instructor or a as a fabricator. Uh, as a fabricator. Yeah, okay. worked on the cars. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. they, it's driving school. They get bended up. Oh yeah. Good, yeah. You know, so. I worked at one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I was there, and, and we were a little slow in work. Didn't have a lot. Cars were pretty good shape. So I took in some outside work, and I took in doing redoing a car for a guy by the name of Billy Standridge, okay. who at the time was racing uh, Xfinity sportsman car, and built this body, put this body on this car. Uh, Nova, I'll never forget a beautiful car. It was called, it was painted magenta, which is kind of like a <laughs> yeah, pink. Yeah, and that, Billy yeah. was known for that car, for that that color. Yeah. So and and this was right before the Charlotte race. And he said, "Look, why don't you come just crew chief this car for me?" I, I you know, it's, he owned junkyards. You know, he wasn't a big time racer, but sure. he loved racing. I said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll crew chief Charlotte for you." So I go up there, get the car together, I set the whole thing up, and we go to Charlotte now. It might be a little hard for you to understand, but at the time, V6s were the motor. Right. And V8s, they had a big handicap on, a weight handicap. And Billy had a V8. Mm -hmm. had a 311 V8 against all these V6s. Now, we shouldn't even have made this race or barely made this race in Charlotte. You know, at the time, there was probably sending 10 cars home. Right, yeah. Yeah. And we we go out and we qualified 15th. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, like everybody's, holy cow, what yeah. the hell are these guys up to? Yeah, right. Especially it, was, it was so bad that the director of the series, uh, after the garage closed on, on Friday for practice or for qualifying, everybody's gone. Yeah. He made the whole, all the official crews stay there. Now, I didn't find this out until like two months later. Okay. And he made all the officials stay after the garage closed, and everybody's gone. They took the cover off of our car. And went through the whole thing. Oh, Put wow. all the templates on it. Opened the hood up. They yeah. looked at everything. S- figure out why this car is so fast. Yeah. Because this with driver, should, this car with yeah. this should motor, not be there, especially should not at be that, especially yeah. at that track. I just I hit the setup perfect yeah. for yeah. the guy, and he went out and drove it. Right. You know? right. I mean, it's just one of those but things. So there's no one there to supervise on your end. No. They're literally like We're you gone. guys didn't even know. Didn't yeah. even know. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. yeah. We're just gonna go take care of this. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. times. Well, that's okay. back when NASCAR took things into their own hands. You know. Yeah. If they needed to do it, they did it. You know, it was fun stuff back then. So we'll get back into that. Yeah. So now, so now I go to work for this guy. And I build him a brand new car, ground up, build the frame, build the, the chassis, put the body on it, and then we build the V6, and it's a really nice car. I mean, I built my own A-frames. I built everything. And we went to Martinsville to race this short track, and this car was beautiful. It came out awesome. And at the time, Bobby Hillen, who was a cup driver, was looking to start a team. And uh, He's, he's over there wandering our garage area. Cup was on the other side. We were on the back stretch. He's wandering the garage area, and he comes over, and he's looking at the car. He's, man, who built this car? This thing's nice. And I was up in the oh, yeah, I did it. You know, it's no big deal. Oh, this is a nice car, you know. I'm getting ready to start a team. And we talk a little bit, and he walks away. Never had asked me about working for him or nothing. So, lo and behold, he goes on the other side of the racetrack, and he's talking to my brother, Brett. And he said, man, I, I just was over on the other side. I saw this car over there. It was a beautiful race car. This pink he called it pink this pink car 47 he said oh that's my brother's car he just got done building that he said your brother built that so bobby come right back over and said look this is the fall race at martinsville said, look i want to talk to you we're putting together a team i want you to come work for me so i met him uh, at the race shop on the day after thanksgiving and they hired me on the spot 
Yeah, that cool was my that? first full-time real racing gig right. with a team. Right. Yeah. Uh, and actually, Bobby's partner, one of them was Ted Condor, which you won't know Ted, but you'll know Felix Sabatis. Well, yeah, we were yeah. trying to get with him this week. <laughs> this, was, yeah, this was Felix's first venture into racing. Uh, How okay. cool is that? And yeah. I was Felix's first employee oh, nice. wow. in racing. Okay. Oh, That's wow. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm very proud of that fact. Yeah. yeah. Now, was this your first time making real money? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm making good money. Uh, working for a real team, Bobby Hillen's driving. Is the driving aspect from your end still kind of in the back of your head? Or you, oh, yeah. Have you given up? Or Absolutely. You're like, Absolutely. okay, i got to make no. this into this. Actually, I kind of skipped a little bit. When I moved south, I actually drove a little bit of late model stock car. Okay. And uh, I drove a couple races and then raced to Martinsville, and a guy hired me, owned a Ford dealership uh, over in Roxborough, North Carolina. And that's a whole, I forgot the whole part of the story. And I went over there, I went to, we built a brand new car. I went to Cervacus's, who Jeff was driving yeah. for. Uh, and I lived with Butchie Cervacus for, for two weeks. And we built a race, me and Butchie built a whole race car in two weeks. Yeah. From tubing in a steel rack to rolling it out the door huh. in wow. two weeks. <laughs> and uh, ended up, I ran 12 it, races for the guy and ended up, he fired me. <laughs> no, I kind of forgot on. that part Go of back, the story. Well, back, 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 why did you get fired? Yep. Well, we ran 12 races. We, we finished... We finished three races. Now, is this whole thing a side job for you, or is this what no, you're doing? No, now, now at this point, I'm trying to be a racer. Right, right, okay? right. Okay. And I, we finished three races, and we did finished all three in the top five, and we blew eight motors. Good. And we crashed twice, <laughs> and he fired me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was right. like, okay. <laughs> well, but the problem was the crew chief on the car was the biggest Southern redneck, uh -huh. and hated Yankees. Oh, oh my God. Okay. He hated Yankees with wow. passion. Huh. So yeah. I was a damn Yankee coming to race his car, right. and he yeah. was not happy. Right. So. Poor, poor Andy Lally. I mean, Tabatine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love Andy. All right. <laughs> so you end up getting so. the job with uh, Bobby Hillen's team? Is that? And that ends up being my big break. Okay. Um, so we raced with Bobby for a while, and Charlotte Moore Speedway started a new series called the Sportsman Series. Uh -huh. What it basically was um, – was old cup cars and sportsman cars. Now, sportsman is actually called Grand National now at this point. Mm -hmm. So it's old cup cars and old Grand National cars and with stock motors in them. All right. Okay, that's how they kept the speed down was yeah. basically a stock motor. And <clears throat> the race, the team I was working for, Highline Racing, they let me build a car in the shop at night on my own time. Right. And it was pretty cool. Rick Hendrick gave me a chassis, and it was actually one of Jeff's old chassis that Waddell Wilson had kind of thrown away, put it out the side. Yeah. Um, Brett was driving for Bud Moore at the time, motocraft car. Right. And Bobby Hillman was driving for Stavola Brothers, which was right <laughs> next door. And then I had a lot of other friends. Everybody donated parts to me. Right. That's cool. Right. It was really yeah. cool. The yeah. only thing I actually had to buy was the motor. Sure. And I didn't have the money for it, so my brother Jeff loaned me the money well, to get the motor. He's making cut money now. Well, yeah, but so he loaned me the money. He uh, didn't okay. give me the money. Okay. Uh, okay. He okay. loaned it to me. Yeah. <clears throat> so I built a sportsman car in the shop, and it was a Buick Regal, or LeSabre, rather, mm -hmm. and that's what we were racing in the shop. That was our car. So right. we used my car as a show car. When we weren't racing. Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. It okay. worked out really so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a nice car. Yeah. yeah. And so I raced it four times, and I finished second three times. And did really well. And that was in over two years. Now, the second year, Kyle Petty came to Drive Horse. And our sponsor changed to Ames Department Stores. And 
Kyle, I don't know if you know Kyle very well, but he's he's quite the character, and he was racing racing Cup full time, and he did this deal because he was racing for Felix, and Felix owned his team. Well, Kyle ran, I think he ran 18 races, and Ames Department Stores wanted to run like eight more races, and Kyle's like, I don't want to run eight more races. I got enough crap to do. I don't want to run eight races. He says, Why don't you let Todd drive the thing? I was like, hell yeah, yeah right. send me in, coach. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. I'm, I'm ready. Ready to go. So sure enough, Ames was a northern company. I'm a northern boy. They right. just liked the tie. I said, yeah, let them drive it. Wow. So my first race was Martinsville and qualified 12th. And now, is this considered? This is Bush Grand National. Okay. This is the real deal real now. Deal, yeah, yeah. This is not screwing around. Now, this is like Xfinity. Nowadays, they almost make you do Martinsville as your first yes, race. Yes, they do. Did they do that back then or no, could you have done not. anything? They oh, did, wow. yeah. Okay. They could have done anything. Yeah. Uh, just happened that Martinsville was my first right. one. And I qualified 12th, and I finished 8th. I was going to finish 5th, mm -hmm. and I missed a shift on the last restart and screwed myself. I ended up finishing 8th. Yeah. So that was my first time. And the second race was Dover Downs. Now, the only speedways I'd ever raced on was Charlotte with yeah, that right. sportsman car four times. Yeah. But uh, I'd been to Dover probably 12 times as a crew member mm -hmm. and changing tires on pit road and right. crew chief and cars. So I've been there. I know. And I watched. You know, when I, I, when I was doing that, I was watching drivers. I watched the lines. Mm -hmm. I watched, you know, because yeah. that's what you do, right? Absolutely. So I go up there as a driver now. And I'm setting the car up, and I'm doing all the same stuff I always do for the team. And now I'm just driving. So now I have to... Relate what I learned by watching to what I was feeling behind the wheel. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, are you still completely doing all the work yourself on this, or do you have? Yeah, other, no, I'm still working for the team. I'm okay. just a regular guy that. Right. So, so, you're, so you're we unload the car at the track, yeah. and I'm doing tires, yeah. and I'm underneath okay. and doing all the gears. So you're and still the, your yeah. crew chief and engineer um, and the whole yeah. thing. Okay. Uh, well, we had a crew chief, Jerry okay. Cannon, who's still crew chief and today, but okay. you know, I still did all but the setups yeah, and all that. They didn't add a guy in your place. Right. No, exactly. So we go out, and I qualified fourth, and I finished third. Oh, wow. That's awesome. It was, cool. like, really okay. cool. Yeah. And uh, Harry Gant won. <laughs> Rick Mast was second, and I was third. We came across the start finish line in a line. Oh, that's wow, that's cool. This is my first race now. Yeah. Everybody's looking like, holy sh**. Yeah. yeah. This kid ain't supposed to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, this is not supposed to happen. Yeah, right, and, right. and Dover's and, no joke. And, yeah, no, yeah, Dover. Right. It's so much fun, though. Oh, yeah. my God, it's so much fun to run. So I ran uh, eight races that year. And basically finished the top ten the whole time. Had a couple really good ones, like Dover. And that got the attention of Frank Cece and Scott Weller, who are from my hometown in New York. Okay. And Frank owned a team, and Scott became a partner. And, and we got together that winter, and that was my first hired full-time job as a driver. And that was 91 yeah. in the Bush Series. And we had no money. <laughs> had a little fifth-wheel trailer. We had one car and one that was in pieces, and they had two motors. And we hired a, a guy from Connecticut, Clyde McLeod, who was a crew chief on my brother's car, another guy that was a friend of mine, and we went out and we raced. Yeah. And like our eighth race out was Dover Downs. And wouldn't you know we went out and won the damn race. <laughs> and but now I got lucky. I'm gonna tell you the story. I got lucky. So I'm running third with three laps to go. Ernie Irvin's leading, Dave Allison's second, I'm third, and Jeff Gordon's fourth. And Going into three, three laps to go, Ernie blows up, leading the race. Caution comes out. You know, we come around, the pace car picks us up. Now we got two to go. Now I'm running second because Ernie blew up. So now we're going to finish under yellow. Back then we just finished it out under yellow. Come off a fourth to get the white flag, and, and Davey pulls down to the bottom of the racetrack. 
So I, I follow him down there, and I look in the mirror, and everybody follows us down. We didn't something in the racetrack or right, what? Right, right. Well, pretty soon we're about stopped, and I look up, and the pace car is all the way up the straightaway. Yeah. Well, I pulled out, and I passed Davey yeah, and went yeah. on. I take the white flag leading the race. Davey ran out of gas. Oh, oh man. Yeah, all I right. come around there, and I got the checkered flag. I won my first race. Yeah, that's so right. So I never fault anybody that lucks into a race to win right. because right. you have to put yourself in a position to be able to take advantage right. of it. But if it had been green, you would have had that same result even earlier. Um, well, we would have been third yeah. if Ernie didn't blow up. Fair. But still, a great run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. So. And Jeff Gordon finished second, right behind me. We've heard of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been around a little bit. What he ever end up doing? Yeah. So we <laughs> raced the race for him, for, race for that team for three years. A lot of success. Won right. some races. Got me my first time, full time Cup ride uh, for Butch Mock in the seventy five car. Um, ran really well the first year. Had a lot of bad luck. Should have won three races and and end up having oil lines break every time. Um, and he fired me after the second year. So now my career goes up and down from here. Uh, go back to the Bush Series, and then I get another cup ride. And I've run for that for a while, and that team went bankrupt. And I go back to the cup, the Bush Series. and So it's kind of up and down, and I finally get to uh, run, win races all along the way, different teams here and there, doing different things. Uh, I start driving for Travis Carter, which Travis has got a great team. I'm sure you've heard of Carl Haas. Just a little bit, yeah. So Travis and Carl were partners, had two teams. Jimmy Spencer was my my teammate. We had Kmart as a sponsor on both cars. Looking great, man. We're running good. Things are going great. Getting better all the time. Teams gaining momentum and getting ready to go to Daytona for the first race of uh, 2000, I think it was. Anyway, getting ready to go and get a call from Kmart. Guess what, guys? We're going bankrupt. Yep. <laughs> we're not going to sponsor yeah. you. Yeah. So even so when you finally have a team that's stable yeah, and the sponsor goes away. Yeah, a great team. I mean, this yeah, is yeah. really a good deal. Yeah. I mean, we can do good here. Right. Racing. And we lose a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, struggled along a little bit. Ended up getting uh, Discover Card came on for a little while. Okay. Um, and they were all in. They loved it. We were doing well. And things were looking up. And we get, get towards the end of the season. And they're owned by... Uh, I forget what company they're owned by, one of the financial brokers. And the broker had done really bad, the, 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 the company. Yeah. And Discover Card was doing really well. So they took all the Discover Card's profits and put it into their company to save it. Yeah. Yeah. The Discover Card says, ah, guess what? Done. <laughs> we yeah. can't we sponsor nothing. you no more. Right. Yeah. Well, now right. here we are again. Yeah. End of the season, got no sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. So a guy by the name Sam Belnavis, really nice guy. I uh, was getting into racing, and he, he had National Guard. Oh, okay. He had tried to start his own team that year, and it just didn't work out. And he had National Guard as a sponsor, as a, as a partner. And he brought, he came and became partners with Travis. We had National Guard as a sponsor. Mm -hmm. Things are looking great. We're doing well. And at the end of the year, we, we wanted a little bump in the money. S Sam took the sponsor, and he went somewhere else, which we all know was Roush Racing. <laughs> And that's that was the end of it right, right there. Right. Uh, we didn't have a sponsor. Travis didn't have the money, obviously, and so now I was out of a ride again. And this is this is in the beginning of '04. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm the kind of guy I really believe I, in every aspect of life. It doesn't matter what it is. Everything happens for a reason. Okay. And so now here we start in the '04 season. I got no job. 
and I start doing starting parts for Gunzelman. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We got it the in. Goose. We, we the got goose. The goose. <laughs> got, it, got it in for the goose. And, uh, and to be clear, this is not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. actually we're telling Larry Gunzelman stories. Did When you had to park the car. Did at any point you go, Gunselman? <laughs> no. Okay. Damn it. Yeah. Like, Come on, Goose. Let's get some money in the <laughs> race, right, you know? Right. And uh, we're doing good. We're starting to park and we're making all the races. Well, what was your what was your financial deal on a starting park? Because in sports car racing, that's not a thing. I know it's kind of gone away in NASCAR now, too. But, like, what would the what would be your take out of that percentage-wise, I guess? Or is it like a weekend rate? Or? Well, it was a week rate. Yeah, right. a weekend rate, yeah. You know, he just paid me X to make the races. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. at yeah. the end of the year, you guys could clear like million or plus in, in prize yeah, money. Well, that's a little exaggerated. You okay. hear that? I mean, you you could make if you ran all the races, made all the races, start and parked them all. The owner could probably clear five hundred thousand. Okay. Which is not bad. Not yeah. Bad. Deal. Yeah. That, yeah. You know. Right. right. So the driver is just sort so, of a line item. So with Larry else. was doing this, and we were doing well. And um, guy who I told you about before was the crew chief on my brother's car. Uh, cup car he teamed up with another guy and they teamed up with some toyota dealership owners from columbus ohio mm-hmm. the germain brothers right three of them and they were going to start this truck team for toyota now this is the first year toyota's coming into the sport right. so they're going to they're toyota dealers they're going to start this toyota team and mike hillman called me up say hey i want you to come down here talk to these guys i want you to drive this truck for us mm-hmm. And so I go down to their shop. It's a funny story. Steve Germain still tells it to this day because he, he's a business guy. He goes in with suit and tie and sure. sells cars. Great guy, though, <laughs> funny as hell. And he still tells the story. He says, we're, we're all, they're sitting there in the, in the office, and I go down to the shop, and, it's, you know, it's, I don't know, probably June at the time. Or it was warm out, and I go in there, and I got my flip-flops and shorts and T-shirt on, you know. Hat turn around backwards, and I walk in there and say, hey, guys, how you doing? And they shake my hand and introduce them. And Steve Steve looked up at me and says, is this how you come dressed for a job interview? Oof. And I looked right at him and I said, I didn't think I was getting interviewed. I thought I already had the job. <laughs> <laughs> that was my introduction to the Remain Brothers. Nice, so, right. nice. So yeah. the rest is history. You yeah. know, we raced for uh, we raced eight years together. Right. Uh, we won 20, 22 races and two championships yeah. in the truck series, and now, had you, a lot of good times. When you started in that deal, I mean, you'd been you'd been kind of effectively a journeyman driver, where you're just going from this team to that team, and you know, bad luck uh, along the way. When a team like that is starting up, are you looking at this as okay? I can finally get, even if it's trucks, it's a team that can win, and I can finally be a winning driver. Absolutely. Or was this a, just another gig for you? No, absolutely. From the very beginning. Mike Hillman and myself had raced a little together before, mm-hmm. uh, some one-off cup races uh in a low budget team right and really had some success i mean we finished top 10 a lot yeah. when we raced together and and i just i just knew uh, with mike's ability of of building race cars and how well he did with them um and having the proper funding and we had toyota support mm-hmm. uh, at this time we weren't a toyota factory team right but we had their support, you know, body parts and some, some R&D and, yeah. you know, things like that. Well, we went out this first year, and we ran eight races, and we won two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately, we were a Toyota factory team. Right. At of course. This point. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, they said, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, you know, there it is. We got to back these guys. Yeah. They're yeah. going to be the deal. Well, and yeah. at this time, they weren't full-fledged cup yet. They were No, they were not it. in cup at yeah, all. Exactly. This is Toyota, yeah. uh, the truck series was their so their flagship star. Yeah. 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 So we... 
Let me catch you. You got to tell him the story about the, the starting park that turned into a race. Oh, didn't he? You got to tell him that story before you keep going on the truck yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, we'll prompt that. Yeah. Was yeah, there we'll ever a starting park? That <laughs> 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 yeah. What's so, your best? Yeah. yeah. So, be- so before the, the, your truck career really took off, I heard a story um, <laughs> recently uh, about a start park at Indy that maybe turned into a full race. Yeah, that was ooh, that was funny. So we go to Indianapolis now. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. I always love Indy. You know, Indy's as a driver is a lot of fun, very challenging. Could be a little boring because the straightaways are so long, but the ends of the track are just a lot of fun. I always loved it. And we go up there to do a starting park. Now this is with uh, actually with Mike Hillman at the time. And we go up there, and we qualify the race. We qualify like, I don't know, like 28th or 30th, right in there. You know, it was a low-budget team. We were mm-hmm. just, you know, we had two sets of tires, one to practice on and one, one to, to qualify, qualify on, you know. Right. So didn't get a lot of practice. Yeah. And so we go out, and we qualified pretty decent, you know, good run. And uh, we're planning on starting and parking this thing. So so Senior, Mike Senior, we call him Senior. Senior's got this, this little ragtag toolbox out on pit road and he's got some tires in case we get a flat we got to run some laps you know and a couple guys with old <laughs> we had to have fire suits and helmets to go over pit wall and they got the old raggy fire suits and stuff we weren't planning on doing anything but right. you know 20 yeah. laps and coming in sure. so start the race and of course naturally racer i can't just ride around yeah. you know? of course. Yeah, yeah. so i start passing cars this thing's hauling ass yeah I mean, we're like one of the fastest cars on the track. He's like, holy <laughs> shit. What are, you know? <laughs> so we run about 10 laps, and we're going to get ready. He's, all right, get ready. We're going to come. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stay out. Stay out. Caution's coming out. Come up. So caution comes out. Right. We stay out. A couple guys wrecked. Oh, that's two more spots we got, you know. Right, right. So he's, all right, go ahead. So we take the green, and we run some more laps. Now, at a certain point, there's only so many tires they have because they weren't banking well, on the we race. We only have one set. You know, yeah. Nobody pitted yet because there's only okay. 10 laps in the race. Okay. Right, you know, okay, so. right. So we go along, and we run some more laps, and I'm passing cars, and we're up to, like, 15. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, like, and seniors all pumped up. Right. You know, yeah, he's yeah, on yeah. top of his pit box, and he's got a car that's fast, yeah, you know. Right. And as a racer, you're proud. You yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. We're, we're in this. this. shit's yeah, fast. We're in you know? this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going along, and he's like, all right, we're going to we're gonna have to stop pretty soon. Oh, wait a minute. Stay out. Stay out. Caution's out. Caution's out. <laughs> so we stay out. Caution out. Now, Meanwhile, the we got a couple guys, you know, yeah. ragtag pit crew, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So we have some friends there. Uh, our dentist. He's named our dentist, but he's they're actually friends of ours, and he's there just as a as a fan. Watch, got no yeah. fire suit on. Yeah. yeah. It was like Chris, you gotta you gotta catch tires, you know. You go, <laughs> <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> so, so your dentist now so becomes dentist, a tire he's, grabber. He's on the pit crew. Yeah. Never wow. been on pit road before, but he's like, on the pit crew. I know, NASCAR you, so, yeah. I know you need your hands for your job, but here's these tires are going to come yeah, flying gonna at you at 100 degrees. Yeah. So we, we, now we're all pitting because okay. now it's time to pit. So we pit. <laughs> That's what you do. We go out, and we're about 28th again. You know, we yeah, lost yeah. all our spots because we got no pit crew. Right, right, right. 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 And we, here we go, take the green again, and we're hauling ass. Yeah. I mean, we so drove up to about 18th. A, a normal pit stop time is like 14, 15 seconds in this year. Uh, what would you say yours were? Oh, geez, that thing was probably 30 seconds. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. Not, we weren't even, they weren't even trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And uh, so we drove back up. We are probably at 20th, and it's time to pit again under green. We're like, hey, we got no tires now. Yeah. We got yeah. no gas in the cans. We got to quit. We're done. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, that was uh, that was the starting park that shouldn't have been. I, I'm telling you, though, honestly, if we could have raced that race with that car, we'd right. have been a top 10 car, right. probably awesome. a top 5 car. Yeah. It was That's that awesome. fast. Right. Awesome. Right. Yeah. 
So, yeah, that was my starting part. As long as there were no green flag stops. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So, well, my very first race, the, the very first race at Indy, I was driving this my first year in the factory stores car. It was 1994. Yeah. And we go up there, and we weren't really good in practice, and we qualified in, like, 28th or something. And uh, it was happy hour. We get the car really good. Things really good. I got it yeah. tuned in, worked on the shocks. So we start this race, and... We're, we're gaining ground. We're going to the front. And the whole race, every time we'd pit, we'd lose five to ten spots. Mm -hmm. Just pit crew was terrible at the time. And I'd go out and I'd pass them all back. I mean, we literally, Jeff Gordon won a race, and we our car was faster than his the whole race. Yeah. It was incredible how fast it was. So gets down to like 30 laps to go, and we're having a green flag stop. Now, Indianapolis, I'm one whole end of the racetrack behind Jeff. Yeah. He's like up on the straightaway, and I'm just getting ready to enter the corner of one end of the track. And we have a green flag stop. Now, I'm one whole end from being lapped. Right. I mean, it was that bad a stop. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And I was pissed off. Yeah. Oh, birthday. Well, Happy we do birthday, have a birthday going there. on. All right. Yeah. How old are you? Now, now memorialized <laughs> forever. Yeah. So yeah. we had just pitted, right? Now, don't forget that now. I had a, a bottle, a squirt bottle, like a jug bottle with the straw on it, yeah. Yeah. and it was it was white, but it was see-through white. Okay. And it was full of orange Gatorade. Right. And I'm pissed off. I am freaking fuming inside the car. And they gave me this thing, and going down the back straightaway, I was like, we need a caution. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so... You know, back straight away at Indy, there's nobody there. Right. Yeah. There's no right. grandstands. It's a golf course and blue yeah. sky, and that's it. Yeah. So I'm halfway down the straight, so I said, the hell with this. <laughs> I grab my drink bottle, and I take it, and I chuck it out the window. Okay, man. And I go through three, come off a of four, caution comes out. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> it works. You know, it works. <laughs> yeah. And I come around, and wouldn't you know that damn water bottle was sitting perfectly upright. No way. Not, well, not on its end, but, like, laying up the racetrack on yeah. the side yeah. it didn't roll to the bottom didn't and it was right still full yeah and it was okay. laying right in the middle of the racetrack they had no choice but to throw the yellow right nice. right was so, your name on it no didn't okay. have my name okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. didn't have my name right because i'll tell you another story after this oh <laughs> so we go back green and i'm like I don't know, i'm like 20th 21st i mean they were that far back yeah and there was probably 25 laps to go and I drove all the way up and finished ninth. Oh, wow. Under green. Yeah. Had, the car was just wicked fast. Right. Unbelievable. That's cool. But that was the race that my brother spun the other brother out. Right. And ah, that's that. right. Yeah, so yeah. nobody give a shit what the hell yeah, Todd yeah, did. You know, they were just either. worried about the brothers <laughs> fighting. Right. You know? right. Ah, right. Damn it. But yeah. I had a fast car. But that same race, uh, Jimmy Spencer, I don't even remember who he was driving for at the time. I think it was the camel car. Um, he had... They used to put a ro piece of roll bar padding inside the car, and they spray-painted it white. Yeah. So if he needed a caution, he took he it out and chucked it. it out the window. Yeah. And he did it earlier in the race. Nice. So the next <laughs> week in the driver's meeting, we all got our asses chewed out for throwing <laughs> it out the window. So look, we catch you guys doing it, you're black flagged, and you're going to the garage. Right, so right. That kind of stopped all that. Yeah, yeah right. It was good times. So with the Toyota thing, you're coming – you know, you're racing in a very southern-based sport. A lot of very opinionated, passionate fans. And I and heard here comes, every bit of it. I was going to say, here comes yeah, a yeah. Japanese manufacturer, even though they're building them probably in Tennessee or something yeah, at the time. Yeah, headquarters in Torrance. Right, yeah. right. San Antonio, Texas. Right, okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah. How, uh, Toyota's employs more people in this country than GM. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, autograph sessions, they say, I can't believe you drive for them. 
ups and all right. you know, that kind of wow. right. Oh yeah. yeah. In like oh and then four. You're, you're riding around in the back of the pickups before the race and yeah. you hear all kind of you know. Right. Yeah. As it as it went on, as the years went on, that whole thing subsided and, yeah. and yeah. really never heard any more about it. Right. You know? And people got more educated that, that it was a, a North American based yeah. company in America. It was you know, so employing their their friends, right? Yeah, you know, so they they started understanding a lot better. So at that point, like I mean, trucks is kind of what you're definitely known for now. But at the time, you were now in a top line ride. You'd had nearly 20 years to that point of driving in anything you could, but very few real competitive entries. Um, were you at that point fine being in sort of the third tier series, but knowing you could win versus like a yeah. 20th place cup car? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you know, back to the racer thing. Yeah, you know. You want to Racer, you don't care if it's a, a go kart or bar stools or a cup car. You right. you want to go as fast as it's going to go, yeah. and you want to win the race. Yeah, and you know and that's what I say about uh, our short trackers around the country. You know, you, you go to a dirt track and you got you know 15 to 20 street stocks out there racing, and the guy wins the race, and you say, well, it's only a street stock. Yeah, but you know what? That guy was better than the other 19 cars that right, ran the no racetrack. Right. Yeah, absolutely. He was the best out there. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter what he's driving. He was the best one that night. Yeah. Right. That's very important. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's why I have a lot of respect for all our short trackers. I mean, it's incredible what they do. A common thing I hear specifically about this one particular person, Matt Crafton, is why doesn't he just move up? Why doesn't he just go race in Xfinity or why doesn't he race Cup? And my thought is kind of like what Sean just said. Like, you're in a top ride. You can win. You can win championships, provide for your family, get to be competitive week in, week out. And that's better than struggling in the back of the Xfinity pack or maybe starting parking in the Cup Series at this point. There was, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of him, modified driver, uh, seven-time champion modified driver by the name of Richie Evans. Okay. Uh, he was from upstate New York, Utica, Rome. Raced all through New York, New England. I uh, was arguably probably the best modified driver ever okay you know right right there with my brother jeff and richie had offers you know to move south and mm -hmm. run the sportsman series back then it was sportsman series run the sportsman series and try to get the grand national which is cup now mm -hmm. uh you know do all that he 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 had the opportunity they actually dabbled in it the owner yet actually had some cars a little bit and richie's philosophy was you know I'd rather be the big fish in the little pond and win races than sure. go down there and flounder around and finish 20th. Right. You know, and there's there's a lot to be said for that. And if you're okay with that in your own mind, there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with it. You don't have to be out here making millions of dollars. If you're a racer, you want to win races. Period. Yeah. That's it, you know. So it's a lot to be said about that. <laughs> so I don't – this is a little hearsay stuff. Um, we have an anonymous friend, Greg Jones. Oh, yeah. Um, he used to work with Bobby Hamilton, <laughs> and okay. a senior, and he said that Bobby used to like to expose himself a lot. And he had – he was – Was he running around showing his dick? No, his balls, which were apparently massive. Oh. Have you – is this a confirmed thing? Have you yeah, ever seen yeah, this? Yeah. I've never seen it, no. Okay. I, I, but you've heard it. I've been in the vicinity when it's gone. So this on, isn't a, this isn't a legend. This is no, a real thing. This is the real deal. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, he just dropped his drawers. Hey, look at these things. You know. And, uh, he was. <laughs> I sat in gum. He, he, and he'd say, you know, you know why I'm so good on the track? Drop his drawers. Say, look at these. This is why right here. <laughs> he he was quite the character. Bobby was. Yeah. Hell of a driver too. All right, confirm. That's that, it. That's yeah, what confirmed. you had. I just wanted yeah. yeah, okay. yeah, to hear about Bobby Hamilton's balls. I had a real truck thing. Okay, we'll let your serious journalism get yeah. away. Uh, 
to me, I, I'm you always. Let me, me tell you my favorite Kyle Busch story. Yes. <laughs> no, okay, not so really. Just wrap in, it up in the truck series, you know, I was. I guess I you could say I was considered the only guy that would really race Kyle to race Kyle the way he raced. Yeah. You know? right. I didn't take his crap. Sure. You know. So there was no love lost there. So we're at uh Kentucky and Kyle's leading. I'm second. And I'm I'm a little faster and I'm trying to get by him. <clears throat> I finally get under him, three going into three. And coming off a of four, I'm I give myself some room. We're side by side and I give myself plenty of room. And that SOB came down and side drafted me yeah. and sucked me right around. Yeah, yep. we, saw, we saw the YouTube <coughs> clips earlier. You see today. that? I okay. saw the whole oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I went spinning through the infield. Yep. And that was eight, eight laps after uh, a pit stop, after a caution flag pit stop. So the caution comes out. So everybody stays out. I have to come in because we have to work on the back of the truck because the back panels had flown up. Mm -hmm. yeah. They get them all on. They tape them down. Everything's fine. the grass and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Nothing's hurt on the truck at all. It's perfect. <laughs> but so we get get to fix it and we put the fuel in and we take off on the green the race goes green the rest of the way yeah and it gets down to 10 laps to go and and my my crew chief was about 20 to go mike jr mike hillman jr he's like save gas save gas all right i save gas i'm starting to save gas he said all right they're all pitting they're all pitting we keep going, we keep going. Now right. I'm running around this racetrack literally half throttle. Just yeah. completely half throttle. Just holding the whole time. it, yeah, and yeah, that's all. Like, right. Never let off in the corner, just half throttle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we, we'd driven all the way up to fifth before this. Okay. So we still were fast. Yeah, we drove right. all the way to fifth. So everybody's pitting. Kyle has to pit. And they this all is pit. Probably a strategy you wouldn't have had had you not been in the back. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kyle spun me out. Right. Right. Because we had a full tank of fuel. Right. So we go on, we win the race. It goes green the whole way. We win the race. <laughs> like kick ass you know do my yeah. donuts and stuff and i get in victory lane and i jump out and we're all hooting and hollering get on tv and i said first thing i say i gotta thank kyle bush for for driving me dirty yeah. and spinning me out <laughs> right because if he didn't drive me dirty give me the gas to get this. to the end we wouldn't have yeah, won this right, race right yeah. and before my interview was over yep. that son of a bitch was standing in my face oh, chewing yeah. me out yeah. in like street what are you calling me yeah, yeah in street, like yeah. street clothes yeah. like he'd changed and seen yeah. it on tv he was like no i gotta deal with this right. what yeah, are you yeah. calling me dirty driving i said yeah, yeah you dumbass what do you think yeah, yeah right right <laughs> yeah that's my favorite one yeah, yeah. well if you but you, i have a good one too well hang on so, so what i thought was interesting at the end of the conversation you actually kind of go back to say something to him and the boss janet here grabs your arm is like nope it's done yeah. and i was like oh okay yeah. so yeah, she's exactly. she's like let's let cooler heads prevail here yeah is what it looked like i noticed that in the video yeah but then the last thing they say in the on the on the clip is that he was flying on your plane to atlanta like you guys were on the same plane was that true it was supposed to okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that didn't happen right that didn't right. happen another ride yeah yeah yeah, if, so, you, if you YouTube search Todd Bodine and, and Kyle Busch, you can find that. Right. Yeah. So then, what's your favorite Kyle Busch story? So my favorite Kyle Busch story. Now, see, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle's two people. Yeah, that's what you were saying. He's, he's, he's two people. Yeah. Well, you get Kyle away from the racetrack when he doesn't have to be Kyle Busch. He's one of the coolest people you're gonna hang out with. Yeah. He's funny. He's fun. He's not a dick like he is at the racetrack. Yeah, right. He's Kyle. So. Uh, Johnny Sauter, Matt Kraft, and her teammates. Matt's getting married. And Johnny and his wife are going to have a bridal shower in the, their shop at the house, which is a beautiful race shop. Johnny had a beautiful shop out there. And uh, it's also a combination Halloween party. So oh, cool. we're all 
dressed in Halloween clothes, yeah. which was really cool. Janice friends with Johnny's wife, Courtney, and so we go over, and we're helping them decorate and stuff. Yeah, we right. get the place all together. So have this party, and everybody comes, and, of course, we got a keg and, you know, all the food and everything. He's having a great time. It was a great party. And we get done, and it's about probably 1.30 in the morning. People are leaving, and only the core group is still there yeah. now, you know. And Kyle and Samantha are really good friends with, with Matt and his future wife at the time, yeah. which is not his wife anymore. Okay. <laughs> we won't go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there was a couple other, just our core group. There's probably eight or ten of us still hanging out. 1.30 in the morning. Got the keg sitting there. Somebody pipes up and says, let's do some keg stands. <laughs> so, nice. Good. So We're all adults. Yeah, yeah we're, we're all adults. So, uh, you know, I think I was the first one to jump up there. Yeah, yeah, right. I did my keg stand and came out my nose and a whole bit. You so know, you did yeah, it right. Yeah, 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 got to do yeah, it right. Yeah. 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 Guess who the next one up was? Kyle Bush. Kyle okay. Bush. Yeah. Got right up there and did keg stand. I mean, just, right. just a cool dude when yeah. you get him away from the racetrack. Right. He really is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are going to believe you. And then, then that's a shame. Yeah, it's yeah. really a shame because yeah. he is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my truck question before he brought up someone's balls, uh, why isn't NASCAR trucks the most popular thing NASCAR has? Damn if I know. It, when I first heard about NASCAR trucks as a kid, I was like, oh, my God, that's cool. And then you go to a late model race, like anywhere in the southeast, the parking lot doesn't have a single car in it. It's all pickup trucks. Yeah. How did NASCAR trucks not become the mo- Is it because the series didn't send that direction? Or is it just fans didn't pick up on it? Because to me, it's like the only race, not the only race, but probably the most it's, fun race I'm going to watch on the, the weekend. It's the best race. You know and what I mean? It's the best race. And it's the most relatable yeah. to your fan base, as far as I can tell. So yeah. to me, it doesn't make sense that it's not the biggest thing ever. Well, you know, I, I relate it to baseball. Okay, you got you got the major leagues, which is a Cup Series, and you got Triple A, which is Xfinity Series, and then you got Double A, which is the Truck Series. Well, how many fans go to double-A? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of double-A games are probably the best games you're going to yeah, watch. Yeah, exactly. Because those guys got a lot to prove, and right. they want to they wanna do it. They're not tainted by money, and they're not tainted yeah. by fame. There's a lot of things that entice you to do better and just to, to go out and do it for the love of the game. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy. I don't understand it. Um, you know, when when – when I was, it was in the heyday when I was there, and, and Skinner and Hornaday and Sprague and well, Bobby that, Hamilton yeah. and Musgrave, and we had all these veteran guys that ran the Cup Series. We all were there. God, we had great crowds. Yeah. I mean, we we get sixty thousand people at Daytona. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, we yeah. go to Mansfield, a little yeah, right. crap Ohio. hole in Ohio, yep. and we'd have twenty five thousand people yeah. in the grandstands, thirty thousand okay. people. In the truck days, who was the guy that you couldn't stand losing to? Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. That had to suck. Yeah. 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 Because he won a lot. Yeah. You know, I. And it was mainly because I felt like I kind of. This is this man sound a little cocky. I don't mean it to, but I kind of like felt like I was the guy that represented the truck series against Kyle. No, I was the one. I was the one that had to go out. Kick his is, ass, this is the beat cup him guy. in the ground, yeah. and beat him. Because this is the cup guy invading your territory, mm-hmm. so to speak. And if you get beat, you're as the representative of the uh, of the truck series. You're now proving that you guys are inferior or whatever. We well, don't want to look like someone right. can just show up and take yeah. your, take your yeah, lunch money. Exactly. You know? No, I'm sure other guys felt the same way. Yeah, right, right. Skinner and Hornaday, they, they wanted, they didn't want to get beat by him right. either. Yeah. You know, so uh, you and David Starr got into it in New Hampshire in 08. Mm-hmm. Well, it looked like more like your crew guys got into it more than anything, but you got a big smile right when I said that. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny as hell. So we we called David the David the kidney stone because he was so hard to pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's you couldn't pass that son of a bitch if you had That's a amazing. four lane highway because he was he was going to use all four lanes to keep you behind him every time. Okay, so it came down to that. New Hampshire, it's just all over the track, just blocking like crazy. Yeah. And I think I finally got by him, and he turned me or something. Well, after the race, we come down pit road. And they, you know, they always park us on pit road, and you know. Lo and behold, we parked like nose to tail at each other. Right. Or I think it was side by side, actually. Yeah, and, that's right. And one of, his, one of my crew members mouthed off the woman said something, and one of his crew members said something back. And the next thing you know, we got like 15 people beating the hell out of each other on pit road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there was like three waves of this fight. Like it would stop and then it would start yeah, up again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, see, I had a race team. I had a fight team with a racing problem. <laughs> <laughs> My team was led by the Hillmans, and right. they'd just soon fight you as they would argue yeah. with you. <laughs> All right. This is what and you be. don't want to fight them because they're big boys, too. Yeah, yeah, right, right. They're not you. scared. So, so we, uh, they're over there fighting. I'm basically just leaning against yeah, the truck. Yeah. There's laughing, like a clip of you like drinking a water. Yeah, like, like, uh, all right. You know, it's my boys. I, they got my back. I don't have to worry about it. What the hell am I going to get hit in the face, you know? Right. Who, who wants to do that? That's amazing. Yeah, so we, awesome. uh, they settled it for me. and you know, okay. Me and David are still buddies. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, a lot of guys, I don't know if they hold grudges, if you want to call it that, or but they 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 hold shit in they they don't ever forget and they just it yeah, festers inside them. I've never been that way. Yeah. yeah. You know, the the next week, hell, the next day, I'm like I'm over it. Right. I'm yeah. done. I don't give a crap. Yeah. You know. Hell, Matt Crafton turned me around four times, <laughs> and we ended up driving motorhomes together. We went from from Iowa to St. Louis, and we went golfing. And, right. You know, it's like. It's, Life is way too short to hold grudges and be a jerk about yeah, it. You know, right, it's just, right. there's too much. You got to live together every week. So yeah. don't worry about and it. And you guys run so close on tracks that have only such limited passing yeah. opportunities. You're going to be nose to tail a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can do entire stints in our racing without seeing another car in your class. You know what I mean? Whereas you guys are always having restarts side by side. That's kind of the whole deal. Yep. Bound to happen. Yeah. So <laughs> I had a an anonymous source. We'll call him uh, Jerry. Uh, ask me what um, what what is uh, the uh, going rate for a Jackman? Oh God! Here we go. To bring okay. this one up. Yep. Again, that was this your a, your good friend real, Jerry. Bear. Yeah, I know. I know which Jerry you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. This is a really sore subject with me. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> good. Good. Picker today are the most overpaid personnel in any sport. Okay. Huh. Overpaid. Overpaid. The over the wall guys. Over the wall guys. Which are not necessarily the full time guys. Well, yeah, we shop. should explain how that works just yeah, for so the in, in NASCAR, way different from sports car, Indy cars, somewhere in between. Not really. They're nah, usually crew yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. NASCAR hires Thanks, <laughs> NASCAR hires bespoke over the wall guys. A lot of them are like ex college athletes kind of thing. And literally they fly in on Saturday. And they do tire changes and fuel. Yeah, the morning of the race. Yeah. Bring them in. I mean, and, and the guys that are wrenching on it, you know, anymore, because we're now doing crazy fast pit stops, we've got all these collegiate guys and rather than the guys that, that we're used to seeing that are turning the wrenches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I when I started, I mean, I told you earlier, 
I used to change tires on pit road. Yeah. You know, I'd unload the car. Right. I'd get it through tech. Yep. I'd wipe it off and wax it. I'd check the tire, the airs, I'd measure it. And then I'd go put my suit on and I'd get ready and I'd right. change tires, put my knee pads on and yeah. change tires. Right. Paul Andrews talks about that with the Kawiki yeah. deal when they won the championship. And crew chief and left front. Today yeah. we have all these hired athletes that come in here change tires. Now, I'm not against that at all. I think it's a great idea. But there was a period when our sport was booming. There was millions of dollars floating around. Yeah. Nobody cared about money. It wasn't a big deal. That they got into a bidding war. Yeah. You know, if one team had a tire changer that was fantastic, they'd hire him, give him twenty grand more than the other team, and he'd come and work over there. More, yeah. not and twenty then, grand. And then, yeah, twenty grand more. more. And then the next team would say, "Oh, I'm going to get him," and yeah. he'd give him another twenty grand for right. a weekend warrior. Well, here we are now with tire carriers making two hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Are you kidding me? For right, right. Are they really making that much? Yeah. For one day's of work. Yeah. One day of work per week. No, Plus no, no. They're, no, they're, no, they're full they're time. Okay. All the time. They're okay. full yeah. time. They work yeah. all the time. They, right. they train. They work out. They change. They, they practice. Right, right, I mean, that's right. their but they're job. Not, but they're not going back and fabricating cars. Oh, they're hell literally no. just right. Right. Most right. of them don't know a damn thing about a race right. car. Right. And that's another problem. Right. You know, you the way the rules are today, you got to have guys that actually know. So, um, yeah, I I just think it's just asinine. I mean, right. the the financial climate that our sport is in right now, we cannot afford to be paying somebody two hundred thousand dollars to carry a freaking tire. Right. So that is insane. These are the things that I think are complex to fix, though, because I mean, at the very end of the complex. Day, you know, yes. Because you like, okay, you're right. That is a s- stupid amount of money. But how do you fix that in the sense that like. If you can do a pit stop a second quicker than everybody else Absolutely. by hiring these guys uh, yeah. when pit stops, especially in that sport, are so critical. And that's what happened. Um, so I don't. I mean, sure, it's a problem, but how do you fix it? So uh, let me let me tell you a Dale Senior story. Yeah. Uh, no. Yes. No. We've had enough of those. Okay. <laughs> I was go actually going to ask about the mill. Go on. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah, actually yeah. where I was going to go. Gonna go. We're gonna so get how about there. a Dale Junior story? No, Dale One Senior. At time. We'll One at a time. One at a time. Okay. So Dale Junior, he's running the Bush Series. I'm running the Bush Series. We're out at Pikes Peak, and he was struggling. He was about fifth or sixth, I think. Yeah. Maybe limit a little bit. Maybe even further back. <laughs> struggling. struggling in fifth. I just yeah. want to point that out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, when you have a big carburetor, it's easier to win. Sorry, what? Fine. All right. What? So <laughs> we uh, air horn run down in the corner, and somehow or another, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I got into him. Okay. Turned him around. He backed it in the wall. So. This is when he was young and full of piss and vinegar, and he gets on TV and they ask, "What happened, Dale?" So I don't know. That cue ball headed fool turned me around, put me in the wall. <laughs> so good. So the next week, that week, I go to the t-shirt store and I have the t-shirts made up. It was cool as hell. He <laughs> loved it. He thought it was funny, so I gave him one. <laughs> Had a, a rack of of. Pool balls. Okay. Nice. But the pool balls had all race numbers on them. Good. Oh, that's Good. awesome. Good. And I was the cue ball coming in there. And, of course, he was the he was the first one I was right. going to hit. And I showed them all going. To, uh, I think the saying on it was, if you rack them, I'll crack them. Yes. Yes. We actually sold a hell of a lot of them T-shirts. It was funny. Yeah. So that's my Dale Junior story. All right, what about Senior? Yeah, what's Senior? So Senior, it's funny. I had I had like 
uh, three different run-ins with Senior. So when I first started racing, and went back in that, that Ames car when I was running. Yeah. Um, I was running Richmond. It was one of my races. I was, wasn't running that good. and uh, Raced together a little bit and started a race, and then he was gone. And I ended up getting lapped. and he uh, When we were racing together earlier in the race, he just moved me out of the way. Yeah, I was a dumbass kid. I was in his sure. way. I was all over. I was sliding sideways. Just, he couldn't get mind me, so he just moved me. That's Dale. He's, he had enough, and he just moved me. Right. So later on in the race, I'm a lap down, and back then we started restarts with lap cars on the inside, right. yeah. lead lap cars on the outside. So I'm like first or second in the, the lap down cars. He's running fourth or fifth, and we take the green, and everybody goes by us, and, well, he come up and got on the outside of me. And I was not going to give up. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. And I ran his ass for, like, ten laps yeah. side by side. Just made him eat the hell out of his tires. Right, right. Just <clears> as hard <throat> as I could run. getting just Running up and getting in the side of him. And and after the, come over after the race. And he walks over after. I thought I was going to get a fistful of, yeah. a face full of fists, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. This is Dale Senior. Right. Yeah. Now you gotta remember, I'm still just a kid, and this guy's yeah. like God. Yeah. 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 Still. He walks over. He's got that serious ass face on. Yeah. He said, "Think you're pretty smart, don't you?" <laughs> I said, you know. Well, you know, I just racing. You know, right. I, I'm like scared <laughs> to death. Right. Yeah, so right. I'm like yeah. scared don't, to death. Don't hit I, me. I'm, I'm just racing, man. <laughs> he said, "I know what you did." He starts laughing. That's pretty damn cool because that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Oh, oh, wow. Somebody roughs you up, you get right back at them. Yeah. Turn around and walked away. Wow. Holy now, you got to remember at the time, him and my brother were like arch enemies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. hated each other. Shouldn't have talked yeah, to yeah. him. You know? Right. And he comes up to me because that's what I think. I'm going to get a fistful, yeah, right. yeah. face full of fist, you know? That's some like 30s mobsters. Yeah. Right. yeah like right. he like throws a coin at you when it's all over. Uh -huh. yeah, 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 like, yeah, what yeah. does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, fast forward. Um, we're at Talladega. This was like probably four years later. This is when I'm full time in the in the Bush series. Right. Comes down, we take the white flag. He's he's like tenth, and I'm eighth, or other way around. He was eighth, and I was tenth. He was in front of me. We're on the outside line, and last lap down the back straightaway, we gain a couple spots, and we come off a four, and he pulled to the bottom. And I just, it was just, the stars lined up, you know. And I went from, like, 10th, and I finished 4th. <laughs> nice. In the front straightaway. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just drafting. Yeah. He ended up finishing 12th or something, you know, because he got in the inside line. And we come in, and we lined up. We go into the gas pumps, and we're all lined up to go to the gas pumps. Of course, I get out, and I'm just a dumbass kid. I don't know him, but I'm, we're all around the car, high five. Right, yeah, right. we finished 4th, you know, great, right, right. Right, right. And. I see Dale back there, and he starts. He grabs his helmet out of his car and starts walking over to Cup Garage. And I walk over. Say, hey, man, what happened to you? Oh, got nothing. I said, damn, I thought you were. You just needed to stay in front of me. What the hell did you pull out for? I finished fourth. You could have won the damn race. Yeah. Shook his head. He's smart ass kids don't know nothing. Oh. <laughs> and he walked away. Oh. Oh. And I walked away. I said, hey, boy, I probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah, should I? Right. You know? Sorry, sir. I was sir. just happy as hell. I didn't right. know any better. Right. You know? I just told the, the king of the racetrack <laughs> that he screwed up. Right. Like, what were you thinking? Oh, yeah. sorry, sir. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
Well, on that same token, in a in a truck on a super speedway, your brother Jeff had one of the scariest accidents I've ever seen. Yeah. Period in motorsport. Um, what was that moment like for you? So, me and Brett were on top of my motorhome in the the motorhome lot in the Cup yeah. Garage, and we're watching Jeff race. Yeah. And in that motorhome lot, you can't see the front straightaway. You see him come off a four, and then you can pick him up like in the middle of one and two. Yeah. So we'd watch when they'd go off where we can't see him. We'd look down at the motorhome next to us and the the TV that was on on the side of the motorhome. We watched a little bit. And, well, they go all by us, and all of a sudden it's quiet. Yeah. There's nothing. And everybody shut. His, like oh, sh-. and we look down and we see all this on the TV and like oh god, this yeah. is bad. Yeah. We had no clue at this point. That you didn't know it was Jeff or you didn't know we it was no, anything. We had no clue. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, it was like, man, this is bad. We might as well get down. This is going to be a while. So yeah. We, yeah. we climbed down and go over and sit down and start watching TV. And um, I don't know if they said it was Jeff or we saw that it was Jeff or whatever. That's really the last thing either one of us remember. Oh, really? Hmm. It was that much of a it, kind We, of a we both went right in the shock. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. The next thing I can truly remember is getting out of the car at the hospital. Wow. And I drove us to the hospital. Right. Yeah. Um, when you got to the hospital, how much did you know? Well, I, was, I'm, I'm, I thought he was dead. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they didn't even go to the infield care center. They went straight, straight to Halifax. Yeah, exactly. Right over. Yeah. You know, he's, there's no way somebody's going to survive that. Right. Yeah. He shouldn't have. Yeah. He should be dead. There's, there's no way. Yeah. yeah. And... We climb out, and the pastor comes out because we have a chaplain that goes to the races. Mm-hmm. He comes out. He's, first thing he said, he's alive. He's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I think he might have fractured his wrist or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was it. Yeah. yeah. He said, you can go in and see him. Or we go in and we talk to the doctor. He says, you guys can go and see him. He's fine. He's alert, and he's fine. Yeah. We go in there. And I'll never forget, it's the most, one of the most gruesome sights I've ever seen. His, his eyes black and blue. His, oh, yeah. his yeah. cheeks are black and blue. Yeah. yeah. Man, you okay? You know, what are you looking at? He says, he says wait a minute, you got to see this. And pull down the sheet. Yeah. And, I mean, of course, he had underwear on, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> there was not one single part of his body that wasn't black and blue already yeah. right yeah i mean have you ever seen anybody black and blue in the chest and stomach area no he was black and blue everywhere yeah everywhere you looked he was black one and blue. just from all the moving around yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. big hit and so um got done with that i went out and the waiting area for the press and all oh, there's the press everybody's there so i had to give the interview for the press yeah it was incredible because I assume it's harder to be in your position than it is to be the guy sitting in the room. Well, when when we were on the way to, to the hospital, I'm sure it's like, you know, I mean, I really don't remember it. I, I can't, can't even think about it. I, I watched it on TV. Jeff, it doesn't bother Jeff to watch it on TV because he was, you know, he doesn't remember that. Sure, yeah. You know? you don't really be, yeah. Um, for me to watch it, I, it, it scares the sh- hell out of me every time I'd, I've seen it. I, yeah. I've only watched it like three or four times. Sure. I don't, yeah. um, but interesting side note in that, um, it really the whole thing changed Jeff as a person. Um, his faith in the Lord and, and his beliefs 
really got strengthened and, and secured in that. Mm-hmm. Our father had passed away in 97. And during that wreck, Jeff tells the story that, I mean, he obviously doesn't remember where in the wreck, but sure. uh, in the middle of that wreck, our father came to him. Huh. Jeff said it, he could he could reach out and touch him. He was that clear, that perfect image. Um, our dad always had glasses and this cheesy little mustache, and always wore a fedora. And Jeff said it was dad. He was there, and he he said just hang on, Jeffrey. It's not your time yet. You're gonna be just fine. Just hang on. You're gonna make it. Wow. And that was in the middle of that wreck. And. I mean, if that doesn't make you think twice, yeah, yeah, you know, so, so he made it, you know, yeah, and it's all good. When, uh, when you and Dale Senior would cross paths, did he ever warn you to shave up or you might go to the mill? No, weird. Don't no. start winning. That's so weird. Yeah. No, he was. I was. Uh, he always said I was actually the only bowdine he liked. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what's uh, what's on Tabodine's DVR right now? All the Chicago series. Oh, okay. Like Chicago Fire and Chicago all that. Chicago Fire, yeah. PD, yeah. Is it because them. everyone's so handsome? Eh, just like chick kind of crap. Really? You like chick yeah. kind of crap? I'm a chick flick guy. Okay. No kidding. Well, really best what? one. Funny chick flicks. My favorite movie now. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. This is a little sappy. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, let it out. Is for the love of the game. Oh. You know what we're going to call this segment? Peeling back the onion. Oh, yeah. That happened. Go on. We had a t-shirt. This is How'd it go? You peel the onion. The onions, you get the rings. No. Yeah, and then. Um, Any way, way you slice them, he's gonna make you cry or something like that. You guys, sh- you guys should have gone after the Outback yeah. sponsorship. Yeah. Right. So. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. All right. For the love so, of the game, that's Kevin Costner. Yeah, for the right? love of the game, Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that is a good. One. And after the first I time I saw that, flick, I always I put on my dash for a while, then it kind of got away. For the love of the race. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. I wouldn't consider that a, a yeah, chick flick. Yeah, I wouldn't call that a chick flick. It's not really a chick flick. Like a, right. Really, any comedy I love. Okay. Anything Except Talladega like Nights. Laugh. Yeah. Except Talladega Nights. Okay, so give us a couple other chick flicks that are like on your go-to. Oh, God. Um, what do you own that's like on an iPad or something well, for a Well, I have 500 movies at home. boy. Good man. Okay. okay. So so it's probably over 500. 685. But who's counting? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Not to brag, these, but he's bragging. Are these DVDs, <laughs> VHSs? What are these? DVDs. These are okay. DVDs. Yeah. Okay. This is when DVDs, before you downloaded stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So I'm old. Remember that. I, so you're like, yeah, you so know like 52. The, yeah. Uh, but so the all-time favorite comedy is Caddyshack. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, yeah. that's a given. Yeah. 100% on board. But, but that, those, yeah. are, those are assumed. I'm, I'm looking for the like the <laughs> Notebook. What are the other chick flicks that are on your list? I like the Notebook. Notebook's a great movie. Yeah, I like the Notebook. Holiday Card. Oh, the Hallmark, Hallmark, the Hallmark, Hallmark Channel. Yeah. Oh, okay. all the Hallmark Channel movies. Just about movies. any of them yeah. B-rated movies. I love them. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. we okay. love watching okay. them. Things. Okay, sappy old Christmas. Have yeah, you ever seen About Time? About Time. Yeah, you're give gonna me, cry. Okay, so I'm not gonna ruin it for you, but it's a it's a good looking gentleman. Uh, what's the kid that's in everything now? The redheaded guy that's the bad guy in Star Wars. Oh, Irish um, kid. He's Scottish or Irish. Domino Gleason. Yes, Domino. Oh, no, yeah, Domino okay. Gleason plays. You got to see this movie called About Time. <laughs> Edit. Wait, is this an English one where yeah. he goes through the closets? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that movie is great. Yeah, okay. it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a chick yeah. flick. It's called About Time. Okay. It's the most English thing you've ever seen. If you got along well with your dad, 
You're gonna cry. It's a yeah. yeah it's a really good chick flick. No, it's in, no, no, it's in English. No, no, it's, 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 it's Queen's English. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still okay. <laughs> yeah, if you like yeah. chick flicks, it's a it's a pretty good one. About time. Yeah. The wedding date. The wedding date. Wedding, which which one's one is that? that? Is that uh, Deborah Messing? Okay. And um, oh, what's the other guy's name? He's like the gigolo that she takes to the wedding right, in, in right. England, you know, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. fall in love. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's all those. Okay. Right. So well, you like all the, like, all the cheese ball Christmas yes. ones. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Where it's like Kate Winslet switches a summer home with, with Cameron Diaz. Yes. Cameron that's Diaz. another yeah, one that's of my favorites. favorites. I like that one. Okay. That's another one of my favorites. So this, this is the Todd Bodine special. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now we know. Awesome. I'm not into the the sci-fi and Star Wars. Never seen Star Wars. Not one of them. You just, yeah. Uh, well, it's really nice meeting everybody. They, uh, we got to get going to say, Atlanta. They say never meet your heroes. <laughs> right. Yep. And way to keep that going. Yeah. <laughs> I accept this. I just don't, I'm not in the sci fi. That's fine. I'm sorry. So, is Die Hard a Scary Christmas movies. Movie? Die Hard is not a Christmas not movie. Not a Christmas I was, movie. I was asked okay. that question today. That is okay. wrong, but we'll accept it. Why is it a Christmas movie? It's based it. off of Christmas time. Is it a Christmas party? It's at a Christmas party in Los oh, Angeles. It doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Absolutely does. So, Tabasco. You yep. were a part of the Tabasco fiasco. Yep. Basically, you get to drive a Tabasco-sponsored Bush car. Was that Bush at the it's, time? It's a cup car. A uh, cup car. Mm-hmm. And you didn't qualify for the first couple races, and you qualified on the front row at Atlanta. Mm-hmm. How do you go from not qualifying for anything to the front row at Atlanta? Very, very simple. You drive shit, and then you drive good stuff. Ah, no, okay. So weird. suddenly you guys had a proper mm-hmm. ride for that one. Exactly. And then I guess the next race you didn't. No, nope. because you go back to not making it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, that it kind of goes away. I got fired. You had the best result that team ever had with that program. Mm-hmm. I think you finished tenth at the Atlanta race. Mm-hmm. Um, but out of that comes a cookbook featuring Tabodine. How do I get a copy of this Tabodine cookbook? I have no idea. Did you get royalties off of it? It's not a whole cookbook, is it? I, I, I'm, based on Amazon, it was a. I don't know. Looked like I don't a thing. Remember that? Hmm. You might want to look into that. You yeah. might be, someone owes you money. So okay. probably some Tabasco money. Well, a lot of people owe me money, but they don't mean <laughs> shit. <laughs> so did you ever get to tour the factory? <laughs> yeah, actually, we did. Oh, you know, that's, that's cool. Glad you asked that. Great question, Chunk. You had a great story there. <laughs> so Tabasco is in Avery Island, Louisiana. Avery Island is literally the top of a salt dome in the middle of the marsh. Wow. What? Okay. Yes, that's yeah. what Avery Island is. Huh. That's cool. Literally, there's a road that's a two-lane road that's on a little berm they build up yeah. to get out to the island. Now, you get out to this island, and it's really cool. And people who work there literally have been there for generations, and mm-hmm. some of them have never left the island. Jesus. That's cool. I mean, it's like going back in time. Right, right. right. And just good honest hard-working yeah, people yeah. so we go in there and, and we're getting a tour of everything and they go out in the fields and well it, i told you it's a salt dome mm-hmm. well this salt dome is they they mine it 24 7 365 and there's enough salt in this dome to last a thousand years mm-hmm. mining it that much Jeez. Wow. it's it's as deep as it is as mount everest is tall wow yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So we go in there and we, we're getting a tour and we go out in the fields and we see the, all the peppers, the little bitty peppers and stuff. And we, we go in a factory and, and the plant, and we'll call it a factory, and see how they do things and how they crush the peppers. And, and they have these big vats. They're 1,500 gallon vats okay. that okay. are open aired 
and they have a stir. They're made out of wood, just like a big old barrel. Right. And they have a stir that's mechanical uh, that stirs it. That's just some secret recipe, you know, yeah. twice an hour this way and three an hour that way. And it's, uh, yeah. Well, these things are like six feet tall. And they have a platform that you can step up on. And it's pretty big, like six foot long. Mm-hmm. So, if, you know, you stand up in there. Now, they're going to say, okay, we're going to show you inside this vat. Okay, but I'm going to just tell you, just warn you, don't don't sniff in the vat. Right. Okay. Well, one of the car owners, he was like 6'6", 320. It's a big boy. Yeah. Well, maybe not 320, 300, but he's like a big linebacker, you yeah, know, yeah. big guy, tough guy, right? We walk up on this thing. And I'm standing back about three feet looking over the edge. Yeah, yeah, I am yeah. not getting close to this no, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he leans over and takes a big old sniff. He's, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Boom. Oh. Knocked oh. him straight out. No, no way. Shit. Wow. Not, I mean, <laughs> this is a big dude, <laughs> right, you know? Right, man, he right. hits the ground and he bounces. I mean, yeah. he's out. Dead. It's cold. <laughs> wow. It's holy cow. You, yeah, 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 yeah. you, know, you okay? You okay? And he finally comes around. He's like, man, holy cow, and he's shaking his head and holding his nose. Right. I said, man, I got to see what this is about. So I get over like a, like a foot from it. <laughs> that was, that was, nope, 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 nope. back was, it up. Your no. first reaction is, I need to do that exact well, same I, thing. No, and I didn't say that. I said, I got to <laughs> smell this. You know, see what the, so I get over like a foot from the edge. I'm not even close. He put his head down in it. You know? <laughs> it was down. I get a foot from the edge, and I take a little sit. And, and I'm like, yeah, holy right. shit. My nose is yeah, burning. My yeah. eyes are watering. Weird. I can't breathe. Yeah, it's so weird. I mean, this was pure Tabasco <laughs> sauce. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Fifteen hundred gallons more of than it. you've ever seen. You brought oh, that on yourself. God. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Could but breathe what, really good. What, what a beautiful place. I mean, yeah. and it was cool. We got a an airboat ride. Oh, cool. Yeah, out through the marsh. Yeah. And the the guide knew all where the gators yeah, and right, stuff right. were, and, cool. and he pulled us right up on his gator nest. And the yeah. mama had just laid some eggs. Yeah. And she wasn't there. She was probably 20 feet away, exactly. 30 they, feet they, away, they and, and they she watch. started coming. She swum right over, and now this airboat's only like a probably 18 inches on the edge, yeah, right? And I'm yeah. sitting right on the edge, nope. and she come right up to me, yeah. just jaws yeah. wide open, hissing at me. I was yeah. like, holy shit. He said, oh, you're all right. He said, but we better leave. She's getting kind of mad. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I think so. But, yeah, gators everywhere, and that was cool. Though. That was yeah. one of the coolest things yeah. I ever did, that airboat. Okay, so we do a pass-along question from guest to guest. Uh, before Bobby Allison, we had – uh, Linda yeah. Vaughn, yeah, who didn't love Linda, didn't really have a question for. Uh, we Dennis were going to have Aussie. Dennis Ossie after yeah. that, and then we had Dennis Ossie, and he's he's getting up there, and he didn't really have a question for Townsend Bell. Yep. And then we got robbed in Santa Monica, and all our recording qu- equipment, and everything got taken. And then we came here after we replaced our equipment, and uh, we had Bobby Allison, and then you. Tomorrow we're going to have dinner with Dave Despain, former host of Wind Tunnel, love legend Dave. of the sport. Yeah. Um, do you have a question you could ask Dave to Spain? You could hide behind us on about anything you want. Um, what What is the craziest answer that he ever got from one of his interviews? Because you know, some of the people that he interviewed were way out there on the edge, right? Yeah. Right. Because he's done this for a long time yeah. for a lot of crazy people. I w- I bet you he's had some crazy ass yeah, answers. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right, so right, you're uh, known as the Onion. Yeah. How does that begin? So in '91, when I first started full time in the Bush series, uh, I had a had a spotter who was uh, he's a jokester, <laughs> and he likes to nickname people. Okay. Okay. 
and his name is Randy LaJoy. Uh, okay. <laughs> Never and heard you're of him. 27 yeah. around that time. And I taught Randy how to drive, and then he went and won three championships. Nice. After yeah. I taught him how to drive. Yeah. yeah so he, yeah. he named me the Onion. <laughs> right. And never did anything with it. He was the only one that ever called me Onion. Yeah. And in Because you were 27. one Yeah. You were still like you are now? Um, Not like this. I mean, I'm now I shave, but yeah. I was very phallically challenged. I okay. Didn't, I had, didn't have much of a chance because both my grandfathers were Phallically were challenged? Very phallically not challenged. phallically. No, not phallically. Okay. <laughs> no, he's not perm. So. As a kid, yeah. I saw these pictures of him with perms. Oh, really? I want oh, yeah. to see Curly. That. I used to have a lot of hair. Oh, right. Curly Onion. Right. Okay. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Randy named me the Onion, didn't do anything with it. And in about 01, uh, when I was running Cup, we had all these new kids coming in, and things were changing, and needed to stand out. You yeah. know, I was just kind of blending in with everybody. I needed to stand out in the crowd. So, I shaved my head, grew the goatee, yeah. and started using the Onion. I put it on my cars, my trucks, everything. Right, right. And... People loved it. Yeah, Kid, sure. Kids love it. <laughs> yeah. We have a little Onion Man character. I don't know if you saw that yeah. in the website. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. So it's pretty cool. Team Onion. Yeah. And Janet, you are allergic to onions? Yeah. Uh-huh. Highly allergic to onions. Wow. Yeah. That works. I love it. That's why you're sitting over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Cool. If, uh, a lot of our listeners, as we mentioned, are road racing based. Uh, if they took one thing away from this interview with you, what would you hope it to be? Uh... Well, I think uh, the one thing I, I really would like my legacy in the sport to be is uh, I was good at what I did, but I was good to people at the same time. You know, good yeah. good person, tried to help people. Uh, I don't, I know, I didn't didn't want to be a jerk, didn't mm-hmm. want to be the guy that nobody liked. You know, but right. I, I just a good person. It's a good legacy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> We're going to do something for that. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I We're going to do something kind of random. Some asshole joke. Never uh, done this before. Where'd the birthday card go? Oh, yeah. So we're starting a new tradition. <laughs> no. It is. It is a <laughs> we had a fan reach out to us this week and said that they have a fan that's a birthday and they wanted us to send a card. And so we kept forgetting to get one. And so it's uh, for our buddy Jason Hyde. Oh, well, I have no idea how old he is turning. Yeah, but we already signed it, and we were like, "Well, let's get yeah, it'd be Tom funny because he won't the see that card. Be like yeah. signed by Ryan Sean and Tom Bodine. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah so sure. there's a birthday card. Happy Jason. birthday! Is it? No, I think it's Justin. Is Justin. It Justin or Jason? I don't know. Let's make you just sign your name. Oh, have yeah. my glasses, so uh, it's going to be a little messy. You got yeah. the sharpie, Jason Hyde. Yeah, we're. I, I don't know where anything went. It, you it's had it all. It's right there. There you go. Wait, you're a NASCAR driver. You don't have a Sharpie in your pocket right now? No, I learned that from you guys. Not when I go on a radio show or whatever you want to call this damn mess. <laughs> a mess is a good a way of putting it. Yeah, right. Nailed it. <clears throat> yeah. That was just a really elaborate play to get an autograph. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Nailed it. Awesome. Cool. Cool, man. All right. Well, Continental's got the check. That's Our, it. <laughs> what, what, what are you what lacking? Do you what, what do you, do you need? When does the fun start? When does oh, the fun start? When wow. you leave? Yeah. yeah. Top of nine. 
I love that guy. Yeah, he loves rom-coms. He loves Christmas. He's exactly who we thought he would be. You know, just like happy to hang out with us. He was telling us how much he loves road racing. And, yeah, really cool. And uh, major shout-out, Jerry Kaufman, who came along, who's a fan of the show. Funny enough, we know him because we race against him and stuff like that. So it was kind of neat to get to spend a little time with him. And he had a couple of good inside stories that he uh, prepped us with to ask Todd. So it was cool that he got to come as well. Once again, as we always say, thank you to Acura and this lovely MDX we've been driving across the country. Of course, thank you to who? Cat Nettle Tire. Uh, be sure to always uh, tag these two fine companies on uh, on them social medias. On the webs. On the webs, because yeah. uh, that stuff makes a massive difference. I know we say it in every episode, but, but it's it real. really it's makes a thing. real. Uh, and, of course, if anyone has any insight as to how we can get to uh, Sam Elliott, we would love to uh, just have a dinner with that guy. Yeah. We'll Maybe just... we'll record it. Maybe we'll just hang out with Sam Elliott. You don't know. Yeah. We don't know. And uh, music? How about Vanilla Woods? They're on SoundCloud. This is called It's On. Yeah, it's on. It's on. Just in here at the Cake Factory. Yeah. Yeah, it's on. It's on. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on. And I'm about to be famous. Hot love star, TMZ, and I'm not behaving. Call me tomorrow. Held this tongue for way too long. Harness this uh huh, uh huh. In the backdrop, Hollywood Avenue with the stars and the puff blown. There ain't no tomorrow. Instinct twisted. I'm the caller wearing hip bitch. Suit in tie, shoes don't fit. I'm a Salvador Portuguese for a stud bitch. Big feet hold you hostage. Smile on your face with a rock bitch. High hitches on the rope. Toothpick and a quick tip of that head swing back, swing back, head swing back, swing back, head swing back, swing back, head swing back, swing back. If we got it, you got it, we got it, it's on. If we got it, you got it, we got it, it's on. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on. On the lap now, hunchback, beauty beast in the rap now. Sheep this out, lay this down, hum this sound, tap of the trap hand, this doggy style. And I'm out the house now, free of the laces, strung out now. Holla pointing out sound, go around, thumbs on the mask now. Ain't talking about class, this class is educated fast, it's fast, three glitz, miss quick, loops track, happens, been fair. Then I bounce back, athlete in the mud, how you gonna house that? And I belong in the rain, I belong in the stain, things been crossed, and I'm gonna hustle, hustle, swing back, swing back, let's swing. Swing back, swing back, let's swing back, swing back, let's swing back, swing back. If we got it, you got it, we got it, it's on. If we got it, you got it, we got it, it's on. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on. Swing back, swing back, let's swing back, swing back, let's swing back, swing back, let's swing back, swing back. It's the ladies' bravado, the saddle, husky in the throat, tough skin, all in y'all know. Hypothyroid, lost weight, pockets heavy, resentment, envy. This strain is strangely everything I want, mainly. Lying this range, you pick my prey hasty. Street knock, you can cape me. Fly with the highlighters, Reiki. Soothe this pain, taste with red, tangy. Hoping gone, hate me. Violent inside, blame me. This thick coat, this velvet onset. Mental health, well being gone, gone. Forget it. Got it, it's on.